My man Eloy. What's up, Rick? How we doing? Chilling, chilling, man. So I've been, um, you know, recently. You know, I moved back to to LA. Uh, born, I'm born and raised in LA. So are you? Yeah. Um, but uh, I met you in SF. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the uh, the things that I've been most curious about is um, kind of our our journey, like how we started, how I met you, and how I know you, and um, and our relationship with Northern California to Southern California. Mm-hmm. And I know you've had some recent experiences that you kind of want to talk about. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Like, we're here today. So, Let's everybody, my man Eloy. Uh, thank you very much for having me on. It's a pleasure. It's my first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wanting to be on Joe Rogan for a while. <laughs> I'll settle for this. <laughs> nah, Joe Rogan's got nothing on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He ain't got a lizard. <laughs> yeah, there isn't a live lizard in the room. He's not a lizard. What's up, lizard? <laughs> I wish I could get an angle on the lizard so people could see it. What kind of... You should get him a GoPro, like, <laughs> have it yeah. stream. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, so I have a few questions for you since, uh, since you're visiting us in town. Um, firstly, I kind of want to know... Um, you said you recently did ayahuasca, right? Yeah. So, and that, and you honestly, you look very vibrant. Thank you. You're just shining everywhere you're walking and, uh, and you definitely lost a lot of weight. Thank you very much. So I haven't seen you in maybe, maybe half a year. Can't, can't be more than half Uh, a year. No, it was like February when you came down for that little show. Yeah. 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 Actually less than that. So you've made a significant drastic change in your life. Yeah. In like uh, such a short period of time, I'm mm-hmm. wondering kind of like, what did you kind of do to make that happen? So man, I did a lot, dude. Like, um, it wasn't like an overnight thing. Obviously, you know, nobody changes overnight. But I can when I met you, like I wasn't even on that journey yet. You know, like mm. when I met you, I was like, I had just moved to, I had, I had two days in Oakland, well, actually Hayward, and uh, you know, so like. Like, slowly, I started to do things to, like, get to this point of, like, change, you know? Like, just little by little, I, I, I knew I wanted to change. I didn't know how. And when I started seeing callings, that's when I started to, like, have a, uh, a conversation with the universe, if you want to put it that way, you Okay, know? yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, even when, when I first met you, um, you were always kind of a spiritual person. And you were always... Uh, open to try different things and meet new people and things mm-hmm. like that so a lot of people are not really like that these days you know a lot of no, people no, no. are very close-minded they're very segregated they only want to be around certain people you know like-minded they 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 have little circles of uh, groups of people that where they uh they if, if a newcomer comes into the group um they don't really accept that person. And that, San Francisco yeah. was like that. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Or it is like that, you know? It is, yeah. And I, even where I grew up in Linwood, there, there's been definitely people that have formed groups like that that I always, I just didn't like it. I'm more of an all-rounder, you know? I like to hang out with everybody. Right. Yeah. But if you think about it, like like those people, not, not too, sh- I mean, I don't feel like we're shooting on those people, but there's a difference between them and us. Like, you know, they stay stagnant. You know, they they stay in the same hood a lot of the times, like, and they don't they don't move on, you know. So, like, they'll form small groups and, like, that's who they, st- you know. But it's a safe thing, you know. It's a safe zone. 
I understand them for what they do and like um I just like what I do more, you know, like yeah, I yeah. never like to be Well they say the the easiest thing is the hardest thing to do. Because if you do the hardest thing first, then life will be easier. That's true, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's unfortunate that we have to see a lot of people pay the heavy price for all the bullshit that they fucking, you know? Yeah. But that's kind of what surprises me because uh, I'll kind of t- I'll tell, I'll run the story down for everyone so they kind of know how we met and stuff. But essentially... We, pro- we probably have two sides. Yeah, we, we definitely have two sides of the same story <laughs> for sure. But like my side of the story is, uh, you know, I move up to S to San Francisco. I know not too many people there. It's like a new journey for me mm-hmm. as well. You know, I wanted a drastic change in my life from uh, dealing with bicycles here in like South LA area to like, hey, there has to be something else out there. You know, like there has to be better mountain biking. There has to be more money. There has to be like I was on a hunt for yeah. like, a change, you know. So I decided to stay there. I decided to work at a you know a few different shops, and then that's when you walked in, like one what? random day. What? It was Avenue. What was it? Yeah, Avenue Cyclery in San oh, Francisco. Avenue Cy- yeah. Cyclery. Yeah. Shout out to my man uh, Brian. He's still working there. Yeah. Right there by Hyatt Nashbury. Uh, yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right, right at the, the edge of the Golden Gate Park. Yep. Yeah. So a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people go there. Tourism and you know so. Bikes. I, mean, I was there. I was there that day because it was my second day in the the bay, like living there. And I took my bike out to go for a ride. And my favorite restaurant used to be Cha Cha Cha, like right around the corner from there. Oh, the the Cuban restaurant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so like I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go um, like fuck up some like some food right now. <laughs> and then I get there and I was like, damn, I don't got a bike lock, dude. So like. I like went to that rental bike place and I was like, "Hey, you guys, let me borrow a bike lock." And um, they're like, "Nah, we don't do that." And I was like, "Damn, all right." So I, I went. I I stumbled upon Avenue Cyclery. I kind of already knew it was there the prior to times I had visited. So I walk in, I see you, and I was like, "Oh, this was this was Latino, you know." <laughs> so I, I was like, "I was like, where are you from?" And you know, you were like Linwood, and I was like, "Oh, that's what's up." Uh, you know, you know, it's a funny thing when you walked in. Like it's something that I, I kind of had recently noticed is that you can tell just by the way that someone speaks, kind of what region of California they're from. Yeah, you know what I mean? Definitely. Like, like as soon as I went to Northern California, I noticed niggas from the Bay. They sound like from the Bay. You yeah, know? like they have like a certain swag. Yeah, certain way of talking. Yep. They they say things a certain way and shit. And like, and I noticed as soon as I heard you talk from like not having heard Southern Californians. In quite some time right. mm-hmm. it, it clicked it was like yeah. wow like this dude he he has to be I was like what's Stockton up Atlanta. bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and then that's when it, it just it clicked in my mind i was like oh like this dude's from and then i asked you and i was like where you? you're like oh inglewood right yeah yeah, yeah. so inglewood hawthorne so that's how i met you and then what do we do after that maybe we oh i saw you at some dj shows so yeah. so actually i have been trying to kick it with you because bro like again like at the time like i was depressed like i didn't even know it i was but like at that time i, I was like going through some shit you know and and i was i had pretty much i had moved to the bay to escape my problems and stuff and um so like when i when i met you it was like, i cleaned on to you you know i was like oh this like i'm gonna kick it with this dude i'm gonna have a friend you know over here like as sad as it sounds, that's what like was going through my mind, and so I um like I hit you up like two three times, but like you were always doing shit when I was like at work because I used to be night shift, you know. Yeah, we're always 
Every and you, we're adults, you'd be like, we're, and... we're playing a uh, bike polo, and I was like, what the fuck? That sounds dope, dude. Like <laughs> I couldn't be there, but uh, yeah, it was like maybe like a month or two later. I want to say two months at least that I'm doing DoorDash, um, and I'm like driving in San Francisco, like trying to find somebody's house to deliver their food, and and like I uh, I was like. Uh, is this the house? And I seen like people like moving in, so I figured like mm, it might be right there. So I waited like right right where you were, like some people were loading some shit or unloading from a truck. From <laughs> oh, that's car. right, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. And then I was like, uh, "Hey, Rick," and you were like, "Oh, what's up, man? Come through." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I don't even know if I remember delivering that food, dude. Cause like, I <laughs> 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 nah, I probably did. I, but it was just like I went. I went to go get a six pack, and like I kicked it with y'all, dude. And that party was kind of tight. It was just like it was tight. It was. I was uh, like the only one dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was up upstairs, like like maybe like the fourth, third floor, and like some strange building. Yeah, it was a bunch of people we didn't know, and yeah. it was just a. Uh, it was a kind of a strange vibe, but it was tight at the same time, dude. That day was crazy for me. So crazy. Uh, that morning, right? Uh, I had been training for two weeks. Training, uh, yeah, training. Oh, for like bike. a race, right? Yeah, it's for yeah. a race. Yeah, so I was I was doing uh, laps around uh, Golden Gate Park at the they call them the polo fields. Mm-hmm. This is where they used to do horse polo. Um, but dude, I was like every single day out there doing laps, doing laps, doing laps, and just trying to get as fast as I could in like a short amount of time, you know. And then that morning of that day that I saw you, I was riding my bike to work. Right. right? Now, I'm riding my bike and. I start going down this hill and I'm like, I have my Lycra, like the race team suit on. And I, that I had it like specially custom printed by my boys at Frigo Watch. Shout out to my boys at Frigo Watch and the Upper Hate. Uh, yeah, they printed me like a dope uniform and I was ready for the race. You know, I was like, yeah, let's go. And I wasn't wearing my helmet. I had the helmet on my back. Yeah. Like strapped to my bag. Yeah. Just because I was like, I'm just going to work. Like, you know, and uh, I'm going down this hill. And my fucking cleat breaks, dude, on my pedal. And I just go flying off the bike. And I fucking hit the face with my, hit the floor with my face, tear my shit up. And then I was like, wow, this really happened right before my race. You know, I really just busted myself. And then I got up. I still rode to work. I put some ice on my face, on my knee, my elbow, my shoulder and shit. And like, and I just went to race anyway. I did the race. And after the race, I packed all my shit up, the bike, everything, loaded the DJ equipment in the car, and then went to go do a gig. And then I saw you right after that <laughs> shit, like, randomly. I don't remember you being messed up, though. I think you yeah, did tell dude. me, though. Yeah, you yeah. did tell me, yeah. Yeah, dude, my face was bleeding that, like, you during, during the party and I don't shit. know, was it then that where you, like, kind of, like, chilled out on, on biking? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um, I can't say that I really, like, chilled out on biking because I still did a lot of biking, but... Oh, okay. Yeah. But, like, competitively? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I was I was never really a competitive rider. Oh, okay, okay. I'm more a bike mechanic than I am right. anything else with bikes, um, but... Well, I, you whoop any average person's ass on a bike, though, like... I mean, <laughs> I, I like to think of myself as fast, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean... Uh, fast enough to try a race, you right? Know? But uh, and fast enough, actually, on that during that mission crit uh, race, I beat all of the local SF riders. So the the only guys who beat me 
they were elites. Yeah, know, like people like, who yeah. do shit professionally too. Yeah. Yeah, like I can't compete with those motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, I fucking trained for two weeks. These fools have been all their life. Yeah, <laughs> taking steroids and fucking you know who knows what this the is, fuck. This is literally their job. Sometimes you know. Yeah, they get yeah they get paid to yeah. do this shit. Like I'm not a pro rider. I'm just some dude trying to go fast. You know. Yeah. But man, that was like a, such a strange day. And then like I see you there. It was like a calling to me. I was like, oh shit. It's Eloy. I was yeah. like, yo, bro, come inside, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, you know, I appreciate people who reach out like that. You might think that you're coming from, like, a vulnerable vulnerable place. You might think that you're coming from, like, a place where uh, you, you, somewhere you didn't want to be. And mm-hmm. you, you approached someone. You said you you wanted to, you know, meet new people and do new things. Uh, sometimes when we have moments of weaknesses like that, right. that's not something that others should prey upon. We, no. we should celebrate it we should be yeah. like oh shit like you're trying to do something about it you yeah, know? yeah like you're 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 trying to get out there you're, you're trying to change your environment you know but so, dude it's human like like as humans like it's almost like natural that 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 like they're, they're preying upon people it's like a jealousy you know sometimes like yeah, no, I feel that yeah. but uh, people just do it sometimes you know like I, i'm i'm definitely learning right now that like um Especially with what I'm doing, you know, the whole like uh, healthy eating and stuff like that. Like, I I feel like I get resistance from a lot of people, you know, and it's not it's not their fault, you know. Like I don't like I'm trying to change and be like more humble about it, you know. I was posting a lot of like um like animal rights activist type of shit, you know, like videos, and I was getting like people just t- saying stu- stupid stuff, you know, like, yeah. and and it, it it's just like ah, do I argue? Or do I just let it go? And so I'm trying to find a balance between that right now. Well, I'll tell you this. People are supportive in the exact same way that they are malicious. You know what I mean? So there's two coins. There's two sides to the same coin. So you can think of my favorite analogy is always uh, between me and some of my homies. We always say that the hood is like a bucket. And mm-hmm. it's full of crabs. <laughs> and you're one of the crabs, right? Yeah. And you're trying to get out of the bucket. Right. But the more, the closer you get to the rim of the bucket, to ready to get out of the bucket, a fucking, you're one of your fellow crab mates pull you back pulls down. you back in that motherfucker. It's exactly yeah. right. So, like, you know, when when we have to deal with that mentality, we have right. to deal with that self-denigration, that self, you know, b- people don't know how to progress and help each other and uplift each other mm-hmm. that's what's wrong with our communities like yeah. down here in the hood you know like people don't know how to do that like meanwhile everyone else is like on that tip and they're and, all doing yeah that. and it's it's everywhere though like about you know i oh, mean i know we're gonna talk we're probably gonna touch on a lot of points right now but like not to sound too far out there like it's not just i mean not just in, the, in every hood you know rich hoods poor hoods like you know like a lot of a lot of times like People just don't like to see others, like, thrive, you know? Because, and it's not, especially if somebody's close to you or, like, somebody you see, like, as a, like, somebody who's close to you, like, you see it as, like, oh, man, like, I'm going to lose that person. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. See, I don't. Like, how many people, when you were about to move to San Francisco, were like, what the fuck for, dog? Like, why are you going to go out there, you know? See, I think this is how I interpret that behavior for me. And the way that I see it is... I don't think anyone actually means any harm directly mm. to you. I don't think they actually want to hurt you or diminish your life. But I think the more that you get up, 
and shed light on things that are unknown, right? The more that they get, they get some of that light. Yeah. So they get some of that refragment light, and they're like, and all of a sudden, parts of their life that they didn't want to see before, they're kind of seeing them, you know. Ooh. And, so yeah. So I saw a video recently about a a woman who had cancer, um, a long time ago, uh, and she she's from the Bay. It was like on the TED Talk, right? And so this woman is talking about how she had cancer, and she was like literally on her deathbed, right? And you were talking about light. So she pretty much like was like literally on the brink of death, like within like days, you know, when you're on wow. your deathbed. And somehow she like got out of it, dude. Like she she pretty much beat the cancer all all by will, like by her thought process. You know what I'm saying? And the way she described it was like, just picture like you're in a warehouse. It's completely pitch dark. You know, completely pitch dark. And all you have is a flashlight. And she says, now you take that flashlight and you point it at something, right? And you start seeing like like certain stuff like on shelves and you're like, what the hell? Like, you know, you look around and you see some shelves. Now, at this point, this is what your life is like for most people, you know, where you look at something and that's like, oh, look, there goes my uh, whatever. I don't know, like. Like some just some kind of item or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then and then someone turns on the lights, boom, and you notice that it's like a huge fucking warehouse, like as long as the eyes can see, and it's filled to the top with shelves, and it's got like weird shit everywhere. You know, things you've never seen, things that are are common to you, but you don't really like fuck with them or whatever. And and so that's your life, you know. Like there's people who come into your life and turn those lights on. And if you're scared of them, like, you'll quickly turn those lights off, you know? And you go back to your flashlight where you only see what's ahead of you, like, and that's it, you know? You can't yeah. really see the world for what it is. It's overwhelming. You know? yeah. It's overwhelming to think and, about uh, so much in one fell swoop. It, like, it, it catches you off guard. Because all, all that information them. comes with responsibility, man. Well, it's not that... I, I, or so back to the... So when, when the same point, right, having to do with light... And shining light in places where people usually don't. Mm-hmm. The reason why they see, I got a hater on live right now. See, but but that's that's what haters are, bro. That's why <laughs> you know the more haters you can gather, the better, because mm-hmm. then you know that you're pointing your flashlight into the darkness, right. and you know that niggas are like, oh shit, they're like golem, shine a light on them. They're like, Speak oh, <laughs> don't, don't don't do that, please. You know, and like they want to hide. They they don't want to see themselves because. Right. The better that you do for yourself in your own life, the the more of a of the the more of a contrast you are. So the more light you become, the more you stand out in the darkness. So then when you go down, when when people that are in darkness see you, they can no longer relate to you. So they kind of feel like you're not like them. Yeah. But at the same time, they kind of resent you because you are not what they are, and right. they wish that they were similar to you or in this walking the same path right. as you and they're not they're walking a different path yeah exactly instead of adopting that path and being inspired yeah they grow resentment and they instead of being uh uplifted by your actions and feeling like you know motivated by the right. things that you're mm-hmm. doing and changing your life and becoming a better person they don't do that instead they ingest it and they say you know what like I don't need to see that shit. Yeah. And they just want to keep on, like you said, they want to keep keep on keeping on with their little flashlight. Yeah, the know? little flashlight. Yeah, they don't want to see 
they don't want to see the rest of the picture and that's unfortunate but you know someone i think uh, jordan peterson famously said that it's like resolution it's like some people they see life and they see they see that shit in like 480p you know what i mean all pixelized yeah, all pixelized yeah. like they, they they they're just not on game you know with yeah. like and so like some niggas have 1080 vision you know yeah. they're like okay i could see some people got 4k everything. ultra yeah. bro yeah. <laughs> hey. but the higher up you climb the more information you gather it's it's the exact same pattern like so if you look at uh at televisions the only difference between 1080p and 4k is that 4k has more information oh ooh, this thing is biting me dog no way. Yeah, he was biting the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> he biting me. Oh, hey. shit. Oh, shit. Chaska, back off. Hey, nigga, get back. <laughs> this motherfucking lizard biting me, dog. <laughs> I'm going to grab the lizard. Hold up. Pause. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> His lizard's biting me. Holy shit. Look at this. Chaska, come here. <laughs> this one's going to get my leg. Hey, good thing he didn't get my ankle. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Chas got hungry, dog. That's a big ass lizard. <laughs> oh, man, he's going crazy. I'm going to put her in the other room. All right. <laughs> Damn, that thing is beautiful, man. Oh, look, there goes Bam Bam trying to eat that shit too, look. <laughs> man. So yeah, um, so yeah, like I said, I was I was in a dark place. Like I didn't I didn't really like like myself too much, um, and I mean there's there's a lot of reasons why I was there. You know, I can get I can touch light on those later. But um, yeah, so uh, continuing like you know I, I would I would hang out with you every now and then. You know, we would go drinking, like we get faded. We'll go to, I go to your house and just kick it. You know, like I always like going to your place because it was first of all it was a home. You know. Like it was a little bit of a house. It yeah, was it was a little home, you know, like and and where I was living, I didn't feel at home at the time. I was like, nah, man. Especially I was living with that with that meth head and the that deaf guy. Damn. You know, and all that crazy shit that happened, and so like all that kind of stuff just started to like bring me down, dude. Like down, 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 down. And for a long time, like I I wouldn't see a way out. You know, I knew I could do better, but I didn't know how. Like, and bro, like when I say I was depressed, like fuck, dude, I'd be like riding my motorcycle to work going like 120 miles an hour like on the freeway just hoping somebody would clip me and i'd fucking <laughs> splat on the fucking wall and die like yeah, i remember telling you a few times like hey like uh bro why the fuck you riding a motorcycle at three in the morning my nigga <laughs> and i'd be lit sometimes bro <laughs> i would be lit sometimes yeah, like, dude. Man, yeah, that, I made a lot of stupid decisions during that time i've i made a lot of stupid decisions during my life but definitely in the, like the like before January, like there was a lot of times when I was like, man, like I need to like do something, but I couldn't. Like I just kept, I was, I was my own crab dragging me down, bro. Like at the time, like, you know, I was definitely that crab that was dragging me down. That's crazy to think about. I never, I never thought of, uh, um, you know, that analogy being applied to yourself. Like, well, yeah, I mean, know? like, who's yeah, your worst yeah. enemy sometimes? Yourself, you know? That's true. That's true. Yeah. But uh, I never thought of that. That's a, such a crazy journey oh, for sure, you, man. Yeah. No, you're good. Such a crazy journey for you uh, to have a uh, fucking... You don't double it or something? Yeah, no, oh, my nigga. I've been um, switching scenes this whole time. Oh, I, I didn't know you do it on the, yeah. on the fly. Yeah, <laughs> this is a pro podcast. Oh, this is, this is the, uh, uh, like, if we're ever still watching, 
It's both of us. Uh, this is Rick. Say hi, Rick. What's popping, y'all? We live. He's a bike mechanic, <laughs> professional bike mechanic. Uh, yeah, he's dope as yeah. fuck. He has a lot of niches that he likes. You know, what I mean, a lot of a lot of a lot of uh, yeah. things that he likes to do. It's cool to get into things, you know. Right now, yeah. he's into um, like taking care of uh, reptiles. Yeah, right now, yeah. Uh, as you guys fucking saw earlier, unfortunately. There was a giant lizard in this fucking studio. <laughs> is that the biggest one? Is it bigger than the other one? or? That's the biggest one I have, oh, okay. yeah. That, that's Chaska. Chaska. Chaska because she's a a, a lizard from South America. And What's up? What's up? One of the ancient uh, South American goddesses of that time uh, from the Inca Empire. Her name was Chaska. She's a goddess of, of moonlight. Mm. So, And that lizard is a black and white tegu. From South America, so black and white tegu, a tegu, oh, yeah. Okay. So I thought I would name her, uh, you know, after that Inca that's a, goddess. That's know. a pretty cool name. Some of the other lizards have names similar, or have names that have to do with uh, certain things like that. Like, right. uh, so like one of the one of them is I called Kek. You know, Kekistan, and the uh, there's a whole thing like a four chan uh, fucking. Uh, conspiracy surrounding a thing called Kekistan and K E K. Have you heard it? No, it's like a, it's like a an ancient Egyptian hieroglyph that the is now considered an alt right meme. There's a whole thing behind just that. I don't know, man. You be you be <laughs> going into some some deep shit. <laughs> but uh, but that one that lizard's name is Kek, and oh, then okay. the other lizard. Uh, oh no, I have a frog. I named the frog Pepe. Okay. Pepe after the same yeah, after the meme yeah, after the meme Pepe. and then, yeah <laughs> so they all got like interesting names depending on yeah. what region the lizard comes from I kind of name them you know kind of something similar to that region I mean, it's it's cool like you know I, you didn't have it any back there right uh well, Josh had the snake I well yeah Josh had a snake but uh Why for not? me I like I worked at a pet shop when I was like in middle school mm -hmm. yeah there was a pet shop over on Imperial I used to ride my bike to it. And it was kind of a cool thing to learn about lizards. I was always into animals, you know, right. going to Mexico and visiting, like, different places. And I always got to see crazy animals. Mm -hmm. So I've always thought that they were cool. Um, but when I was in SF, I had different concerns. My concerns were... Getting money and bikes. Doing all these yeah. other shit, yeah. yeah and like, too. Yeah, I, I as you said, and uh, no offense to everybody, mm -hmm. <laughs> your exact words like... Mac, I came here to take white people's money. <laughs> I did. <laughs> hey, I can't. I just. You. It's funny you remember that because I really did say that. Yeah. But you know, SF is full of. Uh, it's full of money yeah, from, from people money. that are not from the area. So, yeah. like, you know, this whole gentrification thing mm -hmm. happening out there, and we can get into like a million different subjects regarding that. Nah, but uh, you know. That. That's the past, like we're uh, well, at least for me. Uh, but you're still up in the in the Bay Area, right? You're just yeah, down here visiting. I'm in know? Oakland, yeah. Yeah, like what part? So, so you're in Oakland now. So yeah, I've been in Oakland for a while. I've been, uh, so I live in. It's called East Oakland, I think they call it East Oakland or Upper East Oakland. I'm not sure. Like that's a hood, my boy. Nah. <laughs> It, well, it used to be. I mean, I can drive down like two blocks and I'll hit hood. You know, like okay. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but like my area, like. As you progress, if you go up, like you start hitting like rich ass houses, you know, like, and then like over the hill, there's a there's a a forest. There's a really nice forest. Um, Hell yeah, dude! The redwood forest. Yeah, yeah. There's some sick mountain biking, dude. That's why I love. That's Northern why I took California. Josh that one time, dude. Dude, Northern California is so awesome for mountain biking, and it ain't dude. as fucking hot as balls all the time, you know. Nah, dude, like it's we're fucking melting in this fucking studio right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, it's not cool. 
Um, but, you know, there's trade-offs. But uh, now back to back back to the same to the subject that we were you know talking about earlier. So uh, you know, I've met you and you're a wonderful person, and I've always Thank thought you, that uh, you know. I thought that a lot of people can learn things from being like you and being humble. Right. I think I consider you a very humble person, and uh, sometimes, and, yeah, sometimes I'm receptive I get a to cocky. it. You know, I'm receptive to it. Like if people open up, I'm like, yeah, dude, let's do, you know, let's do, yeah. it. let's do something cool, right? And so like, and I'm I like, always looked up to you guys, like yeah. you know, the bike thing, like you starting your own business, bro. Like the fact that you moved from LA to San Francisco and started your own business, like, bro, I definitely looked up to that. Yeah, and it's a difficult you know? task. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Like it's, it's not definitely not something that's easy. But uh, even, even just leaving, that's the harder part of yeah. it. Uh, I've, I, I mean, I had started a business down here in Southern California before. You know, you know, you know so, what? Um, when I was, uh, when I was still living in Hayward, I, uh, I saw a movie. Um, with the, uh, it was the guys who fought Muhammad Ali. I don't know if you've seen that. Doc- it's a documentary. No, I don't think I have, no. So it's all, like, they interview all the people who, who fought Muhammad Ali, right? And I remember one quote, and I, dude, I was, like, this close to fucking moving back, dog. Like, I was, like, I don't want to fucking be here anymore. I was, like, two, <laughs> three months in. And, you know, you go through those things of, like, man, well, I personally did, like, worrying about what other people would say if I moved back, you know? Like, oh, that, you couldn't handle it? You know, like, I don't want to hear that, you know? No, dude, that's, like, uh, you know, the funny thing about that is that, that's a great motivation. Like the fact, just think about how valuable a hater is in that moment. <laughs> yeah, you know that when you come back, there is gonna be a hater, yeah. and he's gonna be there. Like I told you, dog. Like you, you blah, 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 blah. like, yeah. and then you you already expect this Debo has nigga in the back of your consciousness <laughs> to fucking clown you when you get back, yeah. you know. And so, because of that, what do we do? We fucking persevere and we continue to do exactly. We're trying to get our, you know, get the to our end task, right? The, to the end of our vision. At like, this point, had you lived, you've you had already lived by yourself, like from ho- away from your mom's house, right? Yeah, yeah. So oh, okay. like, I was, uh, I was maybe like nineteen, twenty years old when you first moved yeah, out. No, yeah, we opened <clears throat> up the first bike shop in Linwood, my hometown, and then uh, after that, it kind of kicked off. We did that for a little while. And then I lived on my own, right? So did my brother. So we got a little bit of an early head start. Yeah, you, you guys know? definitely yeah. did. And uh, and thank God the bike shop thing worked out for us, and we made some money, and that's how we were able to go out there. Yeah. yeah. If it wasn't for bikes, we you wouldn't. Have. Yeah, we wouldn't be anywhere to be honest. So, so we have a lot of uh, gratitude towards the towards bicycles. You know, like right. we we put in all our sweat, all our effort, and everything into helping that community and that community and you do you know so fucking much man like yeah it's what i do man like i love it like uh, you know i i like to learn about a lot of things you know but i once you know once i realized that when you are becoming an adult you're gonna hit 30 you're not even gonna realize it you know when the 30 hits Mm -hmm. and everything that you kind of do your back starts hurting (laughs) your back (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's also true. Yeah, my health has been deteriorating lately. Like, we, so we, gotta we gotta give, change that. We gotta change nah, that. Bro. You gotta help me change that, bro. I, I gotta, will, bro. You gotta help me change that. I've been uh, fucking around too much and not taking care of my health. So, I need I need a backbone. I need. Yeah. But but you have been doing a lot. So you know, sometimes it's hard to get off track. You know, that's true. I've been like <clears throat> responsibilities kind of change and warp your perspective. Yeah. You know, like I've been focusing too much on other things. But like but like you said, like the. The easiest road taken will, will will give you the hard and like like the harder things in life. So it's like, you know, right now 
there's a lot of shit going on. Like oh, real quick, let me just finish that thing about the Muhammad Ali. No, no, yeah, um, go ahead, go ahead. So go like ahead. the reason why I, this is the reason why I didn't move back that that time. And since then, I haven't had a, a like a legit ass like I'm gonna fucking move back to LA. Thought. It was because one of the guys was talking about how right before he fought Muhammad Ali, he was broke as fuck. He was living with his son on the streets and would go train at the gym every day. And all they had to eat was like a hot dog between them Damn. per day. You know what I'm saying? And so I was like, damn, this was life was rough. You know what I mean? You hear a lot of like stories like that. like. And so right before he, he, he fights Muhammad Ali, or I think he, 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 he was like, he was training to like qualify to fight him. And he calls up his dad. Like, you know, he's like, hey, dad, like, um, I want to come home. You know, like, uh, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, you know, it's really hard out here. And. And so his dad tells him, like, son, I'll take you home any day, you know? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll welcome you back with open arms. But if you come back home, you'll never leave. Damn. And so he told him, like, like not, not saying, like, I'll never let you leave, you know? Like, they, in your mind, you'll, you, you've, you've lost, you know, you, you pretty much, like, lost to yourself, you know? So he That's said, crazy. Yeah. So he says that he was like, fuck that. You know, he stayed and he fucking, he was actually one of the people who beat Muhammad Ali. And so he was able to. Um, Perseverance, man. Yeah. It'll get you there. It's yeah. Just, so it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, and then like, you know, back on it, it's, it's kind of like, you know, even though I don't know your whole particular journey, like. And we'll get you know? to it, man. I'll talk about it. That's, but, that's that's mainly what I want to I, I wanted to get to because um, it's definitely something I, I I'd like to talk about. Yeah, for sure, man. We all got our, you know, we all want to put our paint our picture the way we want it to mm-hmm. be painted, you know. So um, yeah, I, I have some more questions for you in regards to that. So I kind of like, you know, I know we've been up north for a little while, and then I, but I recently moved back to LA, so I kind of want to know like. Is uh you know you you being out there for quite a while on your own like what 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 was it that gave you that push to be like hey I'm gonna change my life right now so like I said I was depressed uh, I wanted to kill myself um, and I had I had I left the job that I was at and it's um, strangely enough as far as money goes like I never was never stop I never stopped being motivated for money so like. You know, I left my job for a way better paying job. Um, and when I did move to that new job, like, it was a shittier job, but I, got, I was getting paid way more, you know, so I was cool. And at some point, this guy this guy started working there. His name his, he, it was crazy because he actually hit me up while I was on retreat on Saturday morning. And so he hits, he, um, he, he, he starts working there. He's this tall guy. Uh, he, he's Christian. And this fool, like, would tell me, like, almost every day, dude, hey, man, you got you to gotta come to Bible study, bro. You got to come, <laughs> man. Like, come on, dude. You come, come. It's a good group. Like, you know, it's a lot of cool people. Like, you got to come. And I'd be like, you know what, bro? Like, I'm not about that. You know, like, like I used to be Catholic. Well, I'm Catholic by tradition, you know, but I don't practice anymore. And honestly, like, I'm not about that. Like, I'm good, you know. And this dude, like, he he pretty much, like like, he was, like, very convincing, you know. And one day... His car breaks down, and I'm very helpful, you know, like, in the sense of, like, I'll just help somebody, like, on, you know, if they need help, you know. And I was like, yo, you need a ride home? He's like, oh, man, that would be great. You can do that. And I was like, yeah, you know, like, you're on the way. And so I'm giving him a ride home, and what do you think he tries to do? Convince me to go to Bible study, you know. (laughs) And so I was like, fuck, dude. All right, I'll go to Bible study. 
So <clears throat> we go to Bible study that night. And it's at East Bay College. And so I, I show up. And I think they had just finished with like um, some other like work group of the Christian group or whatever. And they were going to do Bible study after. So he sits me down with him, his mentor. And, and it was me. Like it was all three of us. And I don't know if you've read the Bible. You probably have or dabbled with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, I've read a few different translations of the Bible. Yeah. But uh, there's a story in the Bible that's called the prodigal son, right? And the prodigal son is pretty much a story about a boy who, who lives with his dad and his brother. And the dad is filthy rich. He's got like huge land, like animals, like cosecha, you know, like. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah. um, the oldest brother is like always like with his dad. He's like always like... Um, you know, does everything with his dad. You know, the good son. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, and yeah. the youngest was like the rebelde, like he want, the rebel. He wanted to like leave house. He was like, pretty much told his dad, like, you know what? Give my fucking money, my trust fund. Like, I'm out of here. I'm gonna go party with bitches, fucking do drugs. <laughs> you know, like, and so he leaves the house. You know, with the the money that his dad has saved up for him. You know, and so um, while he's out there, he runs into like all these problems. And he pretty much um, fucking loses himself, you know. He ends up, like, in a pigsty, working on a pig farm, feeding pigs, while, and he lives in the pigsty, you know. And Damn. he's like, fuck this. I don't want to do this anymore. So he goes back home, and he's welcomed by his dad with open arms. Like, his dad tells him, like, he, he gets the, the all the servants, like, Get, kill the fattest pig. You know, we're going to throw a party. My son's home, like, blah, blah, blah. And the son's like, dad, like, why, did, why are you doing this for him? Like, he fucking left home. Like, I've been here by your side. you never done anything like this for me. And he's like, son. Your brother was lost, and now he's found. And so I already knew what that story meant before because I had read it before, and like, and it was so pretty much in the eyes of or the the Catholic religion, it's like you know you were lost, you're not a son of God, and then now you are again. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah, yeah. And so like, like I started crying, bro. Like literally tears, like just fucking started pouring out of me. And I was like, fuck, man. Like you don't know how much I needed this. So like at that moment, I was vulnerable already, and. Like, they were able to be like, yes, we got another motherfucker, you know? Yeah. yeah and yeah. so, so yeah, I bought into it for a couple of weeks, bro. Like, I, I, like, I remember I called my friend up. I called my friend up that night, and I was, you don't know what the fuck happened to me today. My friend Abel, shout out to Abel Garcia. I was, uh, one of my, like, like oldest friends who, like, um, man, we've been through, like, some crazy shit, you know, like, almost dying together and stuff. <laughs> Fool's got like two kids now. But anyway, so he pretty much, I called him and I told him everything that had been happening to my life. And at that point, it was the first time I ever let the shit out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hadn't told anybody what I had done to, like, to get to this point. And he's like, fuck, dog. Like, I did not expect that call to be, to go like this, you know? He's like, "Uh, I'm sorry you feel that way. You know, like, if there's anything you need, just call me again. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what, dude? Like, it's gonna, it's gonna change from here on out. So this was like, 2017 october december november something like that uh, no I, actually no because i started working there in november so i would say december january or something so anyway we're talking about march to that point like complete like i hated myself you know i wanted to kill myself and so that's one of the things the first thing that ignited that spark again of like you got to do something about yourself you know what i'm saying so i did like dabble with the. Uh, like going to, I went to three different um, um, Bible studies, but these fools kind of scared me. Like the fool was like, "Yo, man, we're trying to get a house, you know, with all the brothers, you know, we ain't trying to be tempted out there no more, you know, we're trying to live together so we can keep each other on check." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 like I, I don't want that, you know, like I still like to drink, I still like to, you know, like 
talk to women, you know, and, and they're all about keeping everything in the church. So I was like, you know what, this is not for me, you know, and and so, but like I said, I, like I thanked him. I was like, yo, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have realized like how precious my life is actually, you know, even though I don't think it that like all the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so they, they give you, you can say that these particular subjects gave you. They reinstated self-value. Yeah, exactly. So you, you, you were lacking the ability to value yourself. You were giving your value away to everyone else. And mm -hmm. they were like, hey, wait a minute. Like, actually, you have some value. And all you have yeah. to do is look inside yeah. and find it. And then when you find it, you'll be able to bring it out and for the rest of the world to see. Exactly. So, you know, that's something that, you know, uh, religious people are good at. That is something that... Um, no matter what religion, you know, that I think that is the function of religion to, to do that, to to kind of find people in a place where they don't want to be and bring them back to the place where they do want to be. Yeah, exactly. Know? And th that is a really good thing about religion. But, you know, we know about religion, too, like and, and how it's a tool to like. Uh, sorry to sound so far out there. I mean, you already know this more than more than anybody, but like they, they use it to enslave minds, you know, like. And to take over and to use it as a, a tool to, like, make sure people are, are in line with what their beliefs are 100%, you know? Yeah, but, you know, that's the problem with beliefs is that most people, they that's that the word is not, it shouldn't be looked at in that way. Because to believe something means that you are accepting it blindly. That's kind of what believe means yeah. if you think about it, to believe something. Like, there's no need to believe the truth because it's true. Right. When your eyes see truth, you see it, it's true, it's real. There's no way you can argue around it. There's no way it can be not that. It's 100% true. It's a truth, right? Mm -hmm. When you see a truth, you're like, yeah, that's true. But, but that's, again, no, but eh, it kind of makes sense what you're saying, but I think it's still a belief because it's a truth to you. Right. Because right so, now, like, my yeah, truth sure, is, yeah. my truth is, like, I don't want to eat animals anymore, you know? And And what I see, like, how animals are, like, I'm like... Man, like, I never even thought I loved animals. You know, when I first started doing this, uh, I'm skipping ahead, but, like, when I first started doing this, I was like, it's for my health, man. I can give a fuck about the animals, you know? <laughs> it's, for my, it's for my health. Like, it's for me. You know what I'm saying? And then and then after a couple months, and, like, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll go through this, too, but, like, you become compassionate. Like, you're... We'll, we'll go into, like, the diet thing, too, right now, but, um, like, I, I became more compassionate, and I was like, fuck, no. Like, it's about the animals, too. It's about life, you know, and what. That's like, that, you like, see, I feel like that's like stage two. Like, I feel like you, you were, you, you're like a perfect metaphor for all of the evolution of consciousness and mm -hmm. in, in the stage that they that is presented to you. Right. So first, you know, first you're not valuable, and yeah. then you become a valuable person, and yeah. then now you're worried about yourself. But yeah. then, then you learn how to worry about others. Yeah, you see. Definitely. So it's oh, like, I, that's, I like know, that. I like it's that. like a ladder you have to climb. Yeah. yeah. And once you figure out the pattern, it's like you just got it. It's unlocked. Yeah. Exactly. And that's that's a, a, that's a really cool way to look at it. I, yeah. I didn't look at it like that. So every everyone goes through that journey, I think, or at least I would I would like to believe that most people go through that self at some point discovery lives, journey yeah. at some point in their life. Yeah, maybe some earlier than others. You know, some people might hit fifty years old. They can you know still haven't figured out. Some I know I know plenty of people who are fifty years old who act like they're fucking twelve. You know what I mean? Hey Jen. That's a normal thing. What's up? Good to see you. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt. Is there a giant lizard in the bedroom? <laughs> there's a there's a there's a giant lizard in the bedroom, don't go in there. 
He was biting my ass. It was in here. Started getting a little too friendly with him. Uh, yeah, so I had to take it out. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, this studio is running out of my house. So I have pet, pet lizards. I have pet dogs. Pet doggo. This is Bam Bam right here. Bam Bam. What's up, BMBM? Bam Bam the doggo. You met Bam Bam in SF, right? Of course, Bam yeah. Bam. This is what's this the other one? Mona or uh, Boba? Boba, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's Bam Bam. Yeah. This is this is uh, Boba. Yeah, we do like animals. We got a grip of them. Yeah, like you like you said, it's a ladder of of uh, consciousness and how you like you rise up, you know. Yeah, every every battle's different. Every everyone interprets it in a different way, you know. And yeah, like you. Oh, you were saying that like you know, fifty year olds who who are not even like like anywhere to where you have even been when you were probably 19 years old you know, you know what I'm saying? you know what's the really interesting part about you know like kind of coming from the bottom is that even your own family dude like it's it's difficult to say this but uh even even where we come from a lot of the times we're first to do anything you know we're first we're firsters in like a lot of different things we're walking we're cutting a new i like to think of it this way another different analogy Imagine I'm walking through the rainforest and I got a machete and I'm just cutting me a path, right? right. I'm just chopping my way through this fucking forest and I'm creating a new path. Like, my parents didn't cut this path. No, they you know did. What I mean? They did. They cut maybe like the first like couple of meters. And like, but nah, bro, <laughs> they cut a big path. They, okay. They cut a back path. I mean, I get what you mean, like it, on a whole different level. Well, yeah, of course they contribute to like everything that you are. But I'm saying like whole, even just yeah. moving here. No, yeah, even even your parents are from from like Mexico, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like, I see that like I see that like as like the biggest path. But once oh, they yeah, got yeah. once they got here, it was like, boom, this is where we're staying. You know, they didn't continue. Or even if you know they stay or go or wherever, like the fact that they even decided to, like we think it's a big leap for it to for us to go from Southern California to northern california can you imagine like <laughs> mexico going from mexico yeah to los angeles that's a crazy leap. i can't imagine yeah. but i've i've you know i've talked to my parents about their stories like my mom's crazy you know being in the back of a truck and like fucking packed like a sardine and shit you know my my cuñado crossing the desert with uh and then the group splits and then they don't see that group anymore when they get to the other <laughs> side and like you know and like you know you're hearing about it right now too but um yeah it's crazy like they did take a leap, you know. They they took a big yeah. leap, but when they got here, it was really hard for them. So like, it's naturally to get scared, especially when you're in a new place. Like, all you do is want to protect your family, you know. Yeah, and then, like, all right. So a lot of those things also, like, if you think about the '80s and the '70s, none of that stuff's the same. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the environment has changed dramatically. So like, yeah, you should definitely not try to cross the border in 2019. Mm-hmm. It's just too damn difficult. Yeah, and just think about it, like. You're risking, yeah. yeah you're yeah, risking yeah. too much. Like yeah. the, the the not only is the climate worse, it's hotter. It's you probably will never make it across the desert, right? Mm-hmm. But on top of that, security is heightened. You know, yeah. there's we had, literally you know, people like because there's people out there who are are supplying food and water to these people, and there's fucking ice uh, bitch ass motherfucking bitch ass niggas, <laughs> uh, bitch ass uh, uh what are they called uh, border patrol? You know. Shout out to all the border patrol and that one bitch ass fool who joined them. I know who you are. You used to go to losing your punk ass fool. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> like, and yeah, like, so they're out there kicking people's like, w- like water reserves out. You know, like it's so messed up. But yeah, like, like I said, it was a big leap for them. Like, 
But think about it this way. Think about it this way. In turn, specifically having to do with uh, with border patrol and the way the climate has changed. Mm-hmm. People in the seventies and eighties migrated to America so heavy, so heavy that all of LA is predominantly Hispanic. Like they're like most of LA is Hispanic. They, right. Almost everyone's Mexican. Maybe there's a few Central Americans here. We got like twenty percent black people and a few scattered around others. But mm-hmm. for the most part, it's all Hispanic and you can say that from San Diego to Los Angeles to Modesto to, to pretty much all the way up to Northern California. And then when you start getting into the boonies, maybe not, you know. But how could that have been possible? How did that happen? Well, we're already here, first of all. Well, that's exactly my point. So and whenever whenever someone brings up the point of immigration, they're always going to say something along the lines of, oh, the border crossed me. I didn't cross the border, or something like that, right? And it's like that's true. There's some people like, who are, who are allowed to say that. Well, it's not. They just think of. I think of it this way: when I'm mountain biking, right? When mm-hmm. I'm riding my mountain bike in the in the California mountains, from Santa Cruz to Downeyville to Fontana to Los Angeles to Malibu to where everywhere I go on my bike, this is my land. Mm-hmm. Like I feel it in my blood. Like yeah. oh, I'm supposed to be here. Right. You know, like this is where I came from. Like. This is not that much different than Mexico. You know? Right. Like, this is all the same. In fact, this used to be Mexico. This is all the same shit. So I feel like blood and race-wise, like, it makes sense to want to be in this area, right? So even if you create an arbitrary line that divides different areas of land, like, the reality is people have lived here for so long, they're just going to continue to keep on doing whatever the fuck right. they're doing. No matter how many lines you draw, you know, it's just an arbitrary line. So that's one point. But the second point is, uh, okay, that's what it was. But what is it now? You know, like now things have become so much more than what they were. So now I just wouldn't do it. I wouldn't risk it. You know, I wouldn't risk crossing yeah, the border. Yeah, you wouldn't risk crossing. That's too crazy. And I also wouldn't risk uh, bringing my child along with me. To cross the border, that's even crazier, you know? Like, Yeah, it's fucked up. I mean, you can get beat up or violated or kidnapped by the coyotes, who are the guys that are supposed to do the bringing, you know, the, the work of bringing you here. So that's already a not good situation. And then you got super heightened security. And then you have Minutemen, racist dudes who are just out there just shooting people because they think it's cool and shit. Yeah. Right? So, like... The level of awareness is too high. Like, I would never put my child through that, you know? Like, it's just not a good idea. So, I have, I'm having a hard time comprehending how it's still happening. You know? How are there still people trying to cut across? And and how, like, how? Like, it's just too difficult. Well, that's because you know? they're trying to escape a hell, dude. And they're willing to, to go, like, through those through the exit of hell, which is, like, you know, probably even harder than hell. I used to believe that, dude. I used to believe that. I used to believe that. Uh, um, I mean, certain situations required drastic measures, right? Yeah. But lately, what I've been finding is that people are taking the easy way out. And you think they're, they're just coming here because it's it's easier than what what they're doing? Yeah, Bro, they're disguising it as the hard way. And there's a few. There's a. Few, I mean, have you been to? Have you been to? Um, fucking like El Salvador or yeah. like? Well, look, I've been. I've been to Mexico, right? Visited my family every year, plenty of times. Is your family and, well off? And I know people who are from Honduras and from El Salvador and from these places, right? And uh, they're doing fine. You know what I mean? 
So, like, all of this extra media attention on this particular subject is kind of strange, you know? It's kind of like, it's like a weird, like, focus on a particular group of people who are coming across to the border and doing all these things. And I feel like, uh, I feel like there's political motivation behind it, you know? I feel like uh, it's not really intended. Uh, we're supposed to kind of, this, there's this new wave of, like, victim mentality, you know, where, mm-hmm. like, everyone is measuring how much of a victim they are and and it's kind of hurting their progress like we talked about earlier like their self discovery process you know it's getting in the way of that cuz instead of trying to figure out who they are they're they're just like figuring out what creates the best leverage like oh if i'm black and if i'm a woman and if i'm trans and if at the same time i'm chinese and if at the same like they're trying to like compile as many points as they can on this like strange ladder of oppression, and then they measure themselves based yeah, on but, how. You know. But a lot. So like now you're kind of bouncing with ideas. Right now you're like now now that somebody, that's somebody who definitely will live like in the UK or here. One of the two. The person you just described. But yeah, going, going yeah. back to, going back to uh, those people who are trying to cross. Like no nah, man, it's definitely like they're living in hell, bro. Like, and who created this hell? We did. Not we, not me and you, but like our our government. Like we created yeah. the hell outside of the U.S. and we cre- we created our uh, uh, uh like this first world country you want to call it, like and and we pretty much took their re- we took the resources you know like that's why they're <laughs> fucking coming here because this is what we have. Well, think about it this way, dude, and this is a really funny thought, but uh, we make fun of Europe or not us as civilians, but the United States government right. makes fun of European governments. For allowing uh, refugees to take over, like, most of those areas, right? right. So, like, you always see these memes of, like, um, oh, uh, there's too many Muslim refugees in London or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, well, there's this whole series of bombings and stabbings and crazy shit that happened recently all throughout Europe, right? They're blaming it all on these uh, refugees coming in from, from these, uh, from, like, Syria and Yemen, these places that were just destroyed, right? But who did the destroying? You know what I mean? Like, it was them. So they're getting their karma, like, okay. immediately, right well, after. But where does that... How, how did it lead to that? I mean, okay, well, no. This is where they I'm have going been with fighting that. for years. They have been fighting for years. No, Look no, no. This is where I'm going with this. Look, in America, right, we're over here clowning on them and saying, oh, yeah, like, all these refugees are going to your lands. You guys are fools, right? And what happens over here? We create problems in South America, in Venezuela. We create problems... In the in Central America, we bring we have Nicaraguan Nicaraguan Contra wars. We fucking take drugs from there, those places, bring them to America, sell them, turn them into pharmaceuticals. We do all kinds of crazy shit, right? Yeah. And then we expect for none of that shit to bite us in the ass. That's crazy. Now, yeah. of course, we're gonna get people mad and upset and be like, you know what? Fuck that. We're just gonna go there. And you, know, you know what the answer of uh, the, your your typical like fucking proud American would say? Well, fuck, they should have been born here. You know, at the end of the day, it's like, I, I, I remember it was a couple of years ago, I posted some shit on Facebook, and this girl I used to date, like, her mom still followed me. She was, like, really young. At the time when I was dating the girl, I was, like, 21. The mom was, like, 36. The daughter was 20, 20 years old. You know, so, like, the, the mom was, like, she had her when she was 15, 16. So, uh, so, so, you're, so you're being Captain Savaho. <laughs> yeah, I've I always been Captain... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
No, but so like we, so we were dating or whatever, and um, I I got to know the mom, you know, like I actually like some shit happened, whatever. I went to Texas, and I actually I only hung out with the mom because the daughter wasn't there anymore. Like I had to rebuy my plane ticket. And I was like, I'm gonna fucking go chill with your mom. And so you were milfing. I was uh, milfing. That she was pretty cute. <laughs> Damn. And so like true stories, bro. True so stories. like um uh, yeah, like I fucking I I go I go out there and um pretty much like. I find out that she, you know, she she was in the army, like like she she left the daughter with the dad, like the dad ended up raising the the older brother and her, like since that he was like eighteen, the mom took off to the army, and she got she got what is it when you like get hurt or something like that? Uh yeah, she uh you know if you get injured they uh it was she actually developed the disease or oh, something like shit. that where like she could knock out like out of nowhere like so she couldn't be driving and stuff like that. Damn. That's... But uh so yeah so she developed some shit so she was pretty much discharged you know like. And so she 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 would be getting money from the government, and so like okay, backstory in the mom, she's an immigrant, right? She becomes a, a U.S. citizen, and not the legal way because she got there legally. So she ended up getting becoming a U.S. citizen. Le- and she's Hispanic. She's she's Mexican. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, right, she's Mexican. Right. And the dad was Salvadorian or something like that. That the dad was a hardworking dude, like you know, fucking. He lived. He's actually probably he lived right around here in London or something. Like, don't be giving away my address during the podcast. Oh my. <laughs> Now we're gonna have trolls fucking uh, well, they ain't gonna protesting know. outside. I, I'm not giving you address. <laughs> it's pretty big, but so yeah, so like um they so yeah so like whatever years passed or whatever, and I think I had posted something on 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 Facebook about like you know something about like immigrants and like how they were getting treated or something. It was like a year or two before uh, Trump got went into office and before the shitstorm, man. Yeah, and so. So, like, I posted some shit, and she was like, well, like, you know, they did it legally, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yo, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you know, I know your backstory, blah, blah, blah. And then all she said to that, like, like she couldn't argue with me. She was like, well, survival of the fittest, I guess. You know? You see, this is a strange thing about this particular way of thinking, and this has been tripping me out for quite a while. Because people are not really understanding what it is that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like... How how can you be like? First of all, people make fun of black Republicans as if you can't be a Republican and be black at the same time. Right? Like, how? Why isn't that a possibility? You know what I mean? Like, why can't you have conservative values as a black, as a as, as just being black? Right. Why Why is that such a controversy? Like, why Why is it difficult for a white person from the middle Midwest somewhere? To be a liberal, right? Like, why is it difficult for them to express themselves with and have liberal views? Like, where is all this weird like Team A versus Team B shit? Where does that stem from? And you know what's the crazy part about this stuff? It's just a bigger version of hood mentality. It really is because look at hood mentality. You got dudes on the left, Blood and you got the Crips, yeah. and they all wear blue and they shoot each other. For whatever color they're wearing and you got on the right, you got the bloods. They won't even say words with the letter C in it. They'll just be like, what's bracken <laughs> brack blood? And so how ridiculous is that? That's so stupid, right? And you can look at it and you can be like, wow, like that's so dumb. I can't believe you are, you know, how can you be so stupid? And then the same people who will clown that mentality go right ahead to adopting completely democratic liberal values and each one too it's like no person has their own set of values each person has what i call 
their adopted opinion and they get it from an opinion provider. That's mm-hmm. what I call them. So what is an opinion provider? You can select one of many, right? News, yeah, yeah, the news, yeah. Fox. Which, whichever one you pick. That's, that's, that's yeah. the most bullshit one, Fox or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Fox or CNN, NBC, whatever the fuck you pick, right? So now you have an opinion provider providing your opinion. It's catered to you, right? Mm-hmm. And so like these people, instead of doing the hard work of fucking figuring out what they truly believe, they just adopt whatever is the easiest and then they don't have to do any research you know so that's easy they don't have to learn about any subjects so that's easy and most importantly they don't have to actually know anything you know yeah. they don't have to know facts like you don't they don't need facts for arguments they just make arguments and they just expect to, for you to accept it or not accept it and if you don't accept it they don't have to prove it to you they could just block you on facebook or they can just uh you know continue to talk to their echo chamber of friends who will bounce back the same ideas over and over instead of uh, bringing someone new into the picture who thinks a different way, who might actually enlighten you on a subject you don't know, you know? So I feel like that's one of the biggest problems in America today is that people are too divided. They're, they they have this weird tribal thinking. They're not, they're, they're too focused on this binary thought, you know? It's almost like, it's almost as if humans have an innate urge to be binary, like everything is left and right for us you know everything is male and female for us everything is duality is a thing you know like duality is definitely ripping through humanity in some strange way yeah you know and that's kind of i wanted to ask you about specifically that subject because um i know recently you uh um were mentioning before you uh came down to graces with your presence from the (laughs) north uh that um that you had recently engaged in um, some metaphysical interactions with the other realm. Yeah. yeah so, I have before with, with like, um, other stuff. But, yeah, recently I just did something out of this world, you know. Like, I mean, yeah, like, again, like, mushrooms are out of this world. Ayahuasca yeah, yeah. is just, like, different, dude. So... Yeah, so tell I, us how, how is it different from from anything else? Like, I mean, so, what do you think about it? And so just so for just to know... So for for listeners and for myself to know that we have the right story. Can I hit that moment? Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you go yeah, first. Yeah. You go. <laughs> we chilling. We're big chilling. That shit's coming down already. Yeah, man. So I kind of want to know, like, uh, you know, because I know you don't drink anymore. I don't drink anymore. Yeah, so you don't. You're not doing any drinking. Mm-mm. Um, and did this come? from the experience or is this something that you started before your experience is so, it or do you need to do you need to prep for the experience is you it, do you know? need to prep for the experience um so i'm gonna tell you how i, how I heard about ayahuasca well actually i don't remember how i heard about ayahuasca but i do remember the first time i came to understand what it really was so i went to brazil in december of 2014 and I was in a city called Falls do Asu. It's a waterfall city, kind of like Niagara Falls. But that that waterfall be- is a river. Like, it's Falls do Asu River and Falls do Asu. Of, um, it's like a Falls do Asu is Iguazu Falls. That's what it translates to. Mm. And so I was out there, and uh, I was staying in a hostel. And, like, um, I was at the hostel down the street. And I was talking to this girl. I, I mean, I was 24 at the time. So I'm, like, talking to her. And I'm like, hey, like, you know, like, you guys got weed around here? And she's like, oh, yeah, the guy over there got weed. And I was like, yeah, like, you guys got any shrooms? She's like, nah, I haven't I haven't seen those around or whatever. 
and I was like, oh, it's cool. Like, yeah, I like fuck with shrooms. I, I do some weed, you know, like, uh, and like, and she was like, oh, that's crazy. You know, that's that's crazy. Like, you do that stuff. And I was like, yeah, I like to like do it every now because I was doing shrooms like kind of regularly, like once or twice a month. Yeah, I did. I did. I, you know, you even passed them down to me at the yeah. time. Yeah, and I, actually, funny, funnily enough, side story to your story. All right. But um, uh, remember we were at the DNA lounge. Yeah, DNA lounge. And I, I think you passed me some yeah. some magic mushrooms that day, and we tried it. And I definitely is something that I'd never tried before. So I was did like, you feel like just a little body high, like kind of like? Yeah, I felt. I, just, I, I didn't give you that much. No, it wasn't a lot. It yeah. was it was enough for me to notice. Yeah. And to understand that other drugs have consequences. Like if you drink too much, you get a hangover. You get dry. Yeah. If you smoke too much weed. You get lazy and like slow. Yeah. But I felt like this was a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I had never experienced it before. So it's kind of interesting. Like, I don't know much about it. And I need you to tell me how to go about this new experience. Because that's kind of, I want to look. So continue. With so, so yeah. So, like, I, le- I heard about it. So, like, I'm talking to her and I was like, oh, have you done anything? And she's like, she's like, no, I've never done anything like that. But I, I've done ayahuasca. And I was like, whoa, what the, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> ayahuasca is like out there you know she's like yeah but um it's probably not what you think and i was like well what do you mean she's like well ayahuasca is not like a recreational drug like you don't just take it because you want to go party you have to take it in ritual and ceremony and i was like what does that mean she's like well like there's a so there's a there's this uh, place called i mean there's a um, sect of christianity called um santo daima in in brazil that they you they they mix the two they mix Christianity and ayahuasca, which is, I, I never dove deep in, I never researched it, but it sounded pretty dope at the time, because I was like, hmm, like, you know, like, there's certain things in the Bible that, like, make sense, you know, like, some of them shits that don't, and what, the Bible's not really, like, I would say, like, the devil, you know what the, I'm saying, the, like, the, to, to our mentality, it's the religion, it's the, like. The Bible, see, like. See, this is a crazy thing, which I can go on for like a million years. About, okay, but but the Bible, for me, is just uh, it's just a book of truths, and it's not the kind of truth that you expect. It's like a metaphysical truth. Yeah. It's like thou shalt not kill. Like you shouldn't kill people. Yeah, that's kind of obvious. Like it's right. kind of like you should just accept that as a reality. Like we probably shouldn't do that. Is but, that is but, that literally? But if nobody ever told you in the day you wanted to decide, I want to kill somebody. You tried it. At that point, you would be like, "Shit, this was morally wrong or not." So like that's what they teach it. You know? Yeah, what I'm yeah. Saying? You 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 don't. You're learning from someone else's experience. Yeah. You don't have to actually go and commit the crime and do the time. You can learn from the dumbass who did it before you. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> so. But I guess some people out there like you know they're in those moments. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's fucked up. But uh, anyway, so like, you know, she tells me about this thing and I was like, whoa, like, that's crazy. And so she tells me that like, she's like, no, this it's a ceremony. Like, you know, I, 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 I fasted for, I fasted from alcohol. I fasted from cigarettes and I fasted from, um, like certain foods like meats and, 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 and fish. And I was like, damn, like, oh, I can do something like that, you know, which is the mentality that I get from people when I try to push veganism. I don't, I don't really push veganism onto people. I just put the word out there. And if people feel bad, well, that's their own consciousness. You know what I'm saying? If they don't feel bad, fuck it, you know? But when yeah. people are like, be like, yo, like, you know, chill with that shit. Or like, you know, like, it's like, bro, like, you're feeling bad for some reason. And that's on you, you know? See, that for, and that's a weird thing that people are so uh, defensive when it comes to that. Because uh, 
Cause yeah, it, yeah. it's belief. But there's a the, there's another side to that coin for sure. Okay. And then the so. other side to that coin is that some people are not. Uh, some people adopt ideas not because they really believe them, mm-hmm. but because they like how it looks mm-hmm. or they like the the aesthetic behind the ideology. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they they like the the whatever it may be that benefits them at that particular moment whether it be for looks or for whatever but it's essentially it doesn't seem authentic so what with certain people when they talk about like i'm sure oh. you've seen like uh i'm sure you've seen memes and things about people saying like oh it's it's always the vegan who talks about being vegan yeah, you know yeah. what i mean yeah, and it, i have a funny story about that too yeah, <laughs> see, but you know and i think that sometimes there might be some vegans that are not vegan because they truly, you know, they might be vegans for the wrong reasons, you know, and there might be vegans that are vegans because they really believe what they believe. Yeah. Right. It's the same way that there are real Christians and there are Christians that are Christians because their mom told them to be a Christian or whatever, right. you know, like people are just going to choose to do whatever they choose to do, mm-hmm. you know? So in, in that sense, like when you look at that, I always, I always get tripped out by that and I always wonder like, how how do those people like, you know? How do they think about that? Like, right. so and coming back to the ayahuasca thing, if people just, I've never tried it, so I don't know anything about DMT, or the spirit molecule or anything like that. But I, I'm always wondering, does that change your perspective on uh, on things like that? You know. So, um, it you know what that was one I, so like I, I'm I'm more of a uh, I don't know what kind of journey. I do know what kind of journey I'm on, but while on it, like I, I didn't like I didn't go through like oh veganism, you know, and that in my mind it wasn't. So the thing is that like I'm vegan because of my my lifestyle. So like my lifestyle is vegan, you know. what I'm saying like like I'm not like vegan like oh uh, you know I'm not really like philosophical as as far as the vegan part goes because you know I'm still wearing like some clothes probably that's made with animals. So like the fact that. It, like being vegan is like a straight up full philosophy, like from clothes to what you put on to the stuff you use. Like even my car is like made out of leather, you know, but as far as I've heard, it's like um, to to be sustainable, like just just keep using what you have already. At this point, you can't like you're going to just get rid of it and get something new like that's not sustainable, like that's not good for the earth, you know. So like just keep using what you already have, you know, in a sense. But as far as food goes, like. The ayahuasca did did nothing for me in that in that in that thing. It, but the thing is that like, so, um, going back to me being depressed and me changing shit. Like the first thing that happened to me was before I moved out there, I got sick. Um, I got like I started to get rashes and shit and like um like different symptoms with like my body and stuff like that. And I mean, you can only imagine like allergies and shit like that. Yeah, especially mm. allergies um, to the sun, to like bright lights and stuff like because I'm a welder, you know. And so like things would happen to my skin. And so like I was just like, dude, like what the fuck is going on with me? So I move out there. Like I said, I was depressed. I did some shit that I shouldn't have, you know. Um, to be honest, like I cheated on my ex. And, Damn. And like it, and a, a lot of times, you know what I'm saying? Like, See, and it, this is a crazy thing, right? Like doing something bad isn't bad because you're hurting the other person it's bad because i feel guilty yeah, about you're, it. you're the the amount of guilt and yeah. the repercussions mentally 
for committing in that, that action are too heavy. So you have to kind of be careful mm-hmm. how many times you do that. And if you did do that, like how it's going to affect you. you yeah. Know? And then yeah. when the ball finally drops, it's fucking heavy. Bro. Dude, yeah. Man. Yeah. It's exactly right. So, yeah. you know, like I said, it was depressed. I got sick. Uh, probably because some shit happened to me while I was fucking, these, you know, like, I don't know. Something happened to me, you know. I would go to the doctor and get checked. You like you don't have anything. You're fine. Like what the fuck you mean? I don't have anything. Like what is this? You know, all oh, that looks like eczema. And I was like, what the fuck do I do about it? Here's some topical cream. Here's some antibiotics. You know, like get the fuck out of my face, bitch. Like where's the next customer at? You know. And so I was like, man, the doctor, like the fucking medical systems, fuck, like. They can't even figure out what I have. How the Dude. fuck am I going to get cured, you know? like They don't give a fuck about curing you. They don't, nigga. So I was just like, bro, like, man, like, what am I going to do, you know? So um, I was watching another documentary one day, and I came across Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. It's a documentary about an Australian man who's, like, super overweight. He's got diabetes, impotence. He's got, like, rashes on his body that, like, sitting down. Like, if he, if he develops a rash on his ass, like, sitting down on it fucking hurts like hell. Like... And so he's, like, dying, you know? And same thing. He goes to the doctor, and he just has, like, 20 pills to fucking take. Like, what kind of fucking life is that, you know? But they show pictures of him, like, throughout his life. He's at steakhouse. He's like, you know, like, drinking (laughs) beers. Like, you know, like, having fun, quote, unquote, having fun, you know? And no offense. Again, like, (laughs) again, it's like, if you take offense, you know something's up. You know what I'm saying? But... So this guy goes through his life like that, and he's about to die. You know, he's dying. Because like, I think the doctors gave him, like, you got this much time to live, you know. Or, like, you know, if, if you don't change it now, like, at some point, it's going to get even worse. You know, diabetes, you know, like. And so, especially, like, he also has a skin condition. So diabetes, skin condition, like, you're not healing fast enough from the skin rash or whatever. Yeah, and all those things are related. Like, yeah. You know, like, so uh, weaker skin. Less blood flow, less blood flow, you know, low blood pressure. It's all the same. And those are not the diseases, bro. Yeah, Yeah, those are just symptoms. Those are symptoms of the disease that's going on in in your gut. Exactly right. And so pretty much like this was like, fuck it, I got to do something. I I forgot how he found out about it, but he decided to do a juice fast. So he goes to New York and he wants to uh, record his his journey. And he's going to be driving from New York to San Diego, I think. And so on the way... He, like, he started, the first three days he spent him in New York, bro. And the first three days, and I went through the same thing. Because I, I, a couple months later is when I tried my first juice fast. And, um, like, he, you fucking become, like, an irritable person. Like, everything irritates you, bro. You can only imagine. What's the strongest drug on earth right now? Uh, strongest drug on earth. Probably morphine. Yeah. Sugar. Sure. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. Sugar. So all substances, yes. Yeah, sugar, sugar will kill. It kills most su- people I, all, every yeah, year. Yeah, I call sugar a drug now. You know, because it definitely it triggers serotonin in the brain, yeah, bro. I think I think it, it definitely is mind altering. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, so you gotta imagine you're cutting sugar off, you're cutting caffeine off, you're cutting, and again, sugars isn't a lot of shit. It's not just in like, hey, I put some sugar in my coffee. Hey, this is a sweet bread, you know. It's in it's in regular bread. No, it's, it's in processed it, foods. Like well, food already has certain numbers of sugars. Right. So but, if you're just adding sugar on top of sugar, then yeah, damn, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like you know, he, you're cutting all that shit out. So you become irritable. You're like, get the fuck out of my face, dude. Like I don't want to fucking talk to anybody right now. So he's like literally like, like in his room, like and the camera crew goes in there and he's like, oh, get the fuck out, you know, like, because he's drinking juices, but you're literally like shedding all that and guess what bro it takes three fucking days to get you know, all that shit that's a great description for it 
shedding it. Yeah. But what is he shedding? What do you mean? What's he getting rid of? See, when he's in that room, right, and he's detoxing, he's detoxing from, yeah. from all of these different chemicals and agents that have, mm-hmm. have, have a grapple on his life, he's getting rid of all this shit, and he's shedding it off. Right. He's letting it go. He's taking it off right what that what is that that he's shedding you know it's all that yeah it's it's all that fucking it's not only the see this is the thing that thai people believe in thailand and is they believe that it's not only the physical ailment of the drug but there's a second part to it is a spiritual ailment yeah emotion yeah and and it's not so much emotion it's definitely guilt it's, okay. it's how guilty you feel for all the things that you have committed that you want to put yourself, you want to induce yourself into this coma, you know, and you want to just KO. You can't stay so, any better. So they want to, they want you to regurgitate this stuff. So what they do in Thailand is they give you a drug called kratom. It's like a or kratom, as people say here, but it, it's a, essentially a plant. It has a little bit of opiate in it, just like a small amount, but nothing too crazy, right? Mm-hmm. But instead of making you take it like any other way, smoking it or anything like that. They put in a cocktail like ayahuasca. They make you drink it. And you drink it and it, it fucks you up, dude. Like you just like you're just fucked up and then you're like just throwing up and it's just the, bad. This is ayahuasca. This is ayahuasca. Yeah, yeah, same deal, right? Yeah. So so you're doing this, right? And you're throwing up all this shit. And they, they can the Thai people, the Thai monks, specifically Buddhist monks that do this, they have like a rehab center where they help people get mm-hmm. off drugs. Right? They uh they say that you're literally throwing out all of that guilt yeah. and all of those mistakes. This is literally ayahuasca, yeah. bro. So and so I'm the, not saying like you know that that's ayahuasca, but this is I'm, I'm just everything you're saying is is what ayahuasca is also used for. Exactly. Yeah. So the crazy thing is that Thai people do this as well with this drug called kratom, and they they drink this stuff, and it's a religious experience. They have it at a temple, but they actually successfully rehabilitated something like Heroin five hundred thousand people or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Heroin so addicts, alcoholics. Yeah, imagine that, dude. That's crazy, dude. And like the and that shit's illegal. Of course that shit's illegal here in yeah. America, you know. They yeah. don't want niggas getting off of morphine. They, then who's gonna buy them Vicodins that they've been selling yeah. all year long? Exactly. You know, like so of course we know that there are certain characters at play that are gonna make some things easier for you to consume and some things harder, right? Right. When you go down to the liquor store, it's easier for you to get fucking bullshit than to get things that are good for you, right? Yeah. Salad is more expensive than a fucking cheeseburger or some bullshit at McDonald's, right? right? And so wherever you go, like, and the hood is just filled with this shit, you know? That's yeah. that's the major problem with There's the actually some, uh, they've said, like, you know, there's vegans in the hood, obviously, you know? And, like, what's the hardest part about being being in the hood? Like, there are no Whole Foods here. Yeah, there's and what? Guess what? When they go to Whole Foods, they fucking get watched, bro. Because where are they at in fucking white neighborhoods, like <laughs> rich neighborhoods. I'm sorry, but uh, you know, yeah. Um, back to uh, yeah, what was I? Ayahuasca, ayahuasca. Yeah. yeah so so like, how is it the same as kratom? So I'm not saying it's the same, you know, but like the way you describe is like yes, you do purge, and you purge. Um, some people have have uh spiritually said that like. It, when I was throwing up, it 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 it, it like felt like I wasn't even throwing up because like you when you throw up, you feel like you're throwing up like hella, dude, and it's just like a little like puddle like this big, and like you know like, can you, but like dude, fuck throwing up, bro. I fucking hate that shit. Well, you have to go through it. I fucking hate it, bro. Well, it's just whack. So anyway, so back to back to the video though, like the the documentary. So like this dude, he like he's purging all this. Sh- he's like he's like shedding it, like we were saying, you know, he's shedding all this shit. 
Let me that shit. Hey, hey, hey. I, I ain't drinking beer, so. We celebrating. We celebrating. Oh, hit that shit, Eloy. Hit that shit. There you go. Damn. Damn, son. And so, yeah, so, like, this fool's, like, oh, shit, my bad. He's shedding on shit, and he goes through the, the journey, and he, like, he reaches two people out of, like, so many people he has interviews with. He, like, goes to, like, Ohio. I, I'm just kidding. I don't know where he But he ends up, like, in Roadhouse, Steakhouse's place, and he'll sit down. He's like, hey, can I sit with you guys? You know, he talks to them about his journey, what he's doing. And then people are like, man, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? While eating a steak, you know, like, you tripping, you know what I'm saying? And he's like, well, I'm just telling you guys, you know, this is what I went through. And, like, you know, I actually got off some of my meds and blah, blah, blah. Like, he's losing weight along the way. You know, he actually meets one person. Because he has a kind of skin disease is rare. Like, whatever he had, like, it's not really known everywhere. So, he meets one person, some truck driver, who has the same fucking skin disease, dude. And he changes this fool's life. Like, he, he puts him on the right path. He, like, he pretty much sends him to this town where he's away from, like, everything. Because that's also one thing. I don't know if you've seen that, that like, post on Instagram. It says, you can't get better in the environment you got sick in. So he takes him out of his environment. You know, he does not working. And he ends up in this town. And he starts t- changing his life. And he, he would go to the grocery store, like, every day to go get his uh, groceries. And people started noticing, like, hey, like, what are you doing? Like, all you do is buy groceries, you know, like, like just fruits and veggies. He's like, oh, I'm juicing. He was losing weight. And he actually became, he started a community there. And oh, in that cool. little town, and like I, I mean, I I don't I haven't kept up with him, you know, like what he did after, but he, you know, dude, imagine like you change your life like that, like this fool was this fool was dying, and, and like somebody came from Australia, dude, with a fucking documentary film crew and changed this fool's life, you know what I'm saying? Like that was amazing. So, um, yeah, dude, uh, there's no doubt. Look here, I'm gonna I'm gonna put in um my particular point of view. In regards to veganism, so you understand where I am, okay. And so you understand how I see it, right? All so right. that you don't get caught off guard or anything like that. But essentially, for me, when I think of veganism, right? When I think about animals, and I think about the core value of life, right? So we got all kinds of life. We have microbial life. Then we have, uh, you know, plants and animals that take the sun. And turn the sun into energy. Mm-hmm. And those plants and animals are very valuable, right? Plankton and anything that produces oxygen. The world would not exist without those things, for sure. Bees. Right? So this is how I think of animals. And so the next animal is that's the cleanest, in my opinion. Those are pure forms of life. The ones that take energy from the sun and produce it into, you know, into proteins and things. But then the second animal next to that is going to be the animal that eats vegetables. So who are the leanest, fastest animals that are the best to eat if you were a carnivore? Those deer. Deer, yeah. elk, anything that eats only vegetables, rabbit, uh, anything that eats vegetables. They are very pure protein animals. Why? Because they are the next best thing to eating nothing but vegetables, right? Okay, and then what about animals that eat animals? Are they good to eat? No. No. Why not? Because animals that eat animals are already like a third, second derivative of the food chain, you know? The purest form of food is the one that comes from the sun, that plants turn into energy that we eat, sugars and carbohydrates and proteins, right? They're taking proteins from the earth. They're bonding it with light, and they're giving it to us, and that's life. 
and we eat that, right? The animals that eat the that those plants first have the most nutrients. Then the, and life comes from that. Okay. And then the animals that eat those animals, they they're getting less nutrients, but they do get they do get something else. They get the higher a predator you become, the more selfish you become and the more aware of your surroundings you become. So that's why us, we're the apex predator, right? We're the smartest animal. We eat everything. There isn't anything we don't eat. You know what I mean? So if you think about that, if we're the apex predator and nothing can touch us, like in any any other derivative of that derivative of that, we should be precautious of how they eat. So that's one of the reasons why I don't eat pork. Because of it eats from the ground, right? And then you you were talking about reading about the Bible and things like this. You read just a few chapters of fucking of the Torah or the First Testament, and it tells you right there what to eat, what not to eat. Yeah, exactly. And, it, and there's a really specific reasons for it. It's yeah. not like it's just random, you know. Like yeah. it says, don't eat pork, and it says, don't eat pork. Why? Because if you were if you were alive two thousand years ago, and you ate pork all the time, you would be dead, because you would either get parasites. Or there's just so many diseases associated with eating pork yeah. that if you just do it, you're probably going to die 2,000 years ago. Right. Now, we have the luxury of frying everything. So we can <laughs> we can fry shoes and eat those motherfuckers, you know yeah. what I mean? So, like, of course we can eat pork. We can just fry the shit out of it. But I have family in Mexico who grew up, uh, you know, carniceros. Just mm-hmm. cutting up pigs and eating them and shit. And they all had parasites. Mm-hmm. And they all looked like greasier than the motherfucker. Like yeah. you could tell they were just sweating grease and shit, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like, dude, I don't want to be that, you know? Right. So, like, you can see that whatever you consume literally becomes you. Yeah. You know, you are made of what you consume. Yeah. So, if you're consuming animals that have already consumed several animals, you're on the, you're on the wrong side of the fucking equation. You need to be eating the elk. So I am a proponent for being able to eat healthy, viable animals. And I'll give you one example. Earlier you gave me an anecdotal example of a man who changes life by becoming vegan, right? Right. Well, there's a different example. There's examples of people who have almost died from allergies and crazy things that they couldn't explain, right? And who went on a strictly a vegetarian animal diet. So they only ate animals that were vegetarians, and they only ate animals. They only ate meat. They didn't eat bread. They didn't eat sugars. They didn't eat nothing else. Like oh, keto diet. Like a keto diet, but only meat, but strict. You know, like not keto. I guess has like some exceptions and shit like, like that. Like nuts. Yeah. And, yeah. And but this was like no, only meat. Like just do that, right? And okay. and this saved people too, from the same kind of diseases, from having crazy rashes all over the body, crazy shit like that. So for me. My belief of diet is a regional belief. So I take into account our bodies and our DNA and where we come, from. Where we come from. Because I own lizards, right? And a lot of animals. I've had a lot of pets over the years. And depending on the lizard, it eats what's in the region. And if you feed it anything else, it's going to die. Right. So you have to, like, I have, an, I have an animal called a horned lizard, right? And this lizard, it only eats harvester ants. You can't feed it anything else because it's from a particular place and it eats only that, right? So why is it so outlandish to believe that maybe Asian people like eating certain foods, you know? 
Maybe people from Haiti like eating certain foods. Maybe Mexican people need certain things in their diet, you know? Maybe depending on your bloodline and your regionality, you should be eating particular diets based around that area, mm-hmm. you know? So it's my belief. That's kind of one of my strong, strong beliefs. Maybe some people, like, I have, there's plenty of different lizards. Iguanas eat only plants. 100% vegetarian lizard. Right. And it's a reptile, you know? Tortoises are all uh, herbivores. None of them eat, you know? So there, there are different animals that have different ways of eating, but they're the same species. Right. Right? So, of course, maybe some humans will be better off eating only plants. Maybe some will be better off having a different, you know, diet. So it just depends on what region you're from. You know I, I, I think mean? that, like, if, like, so, so when, when I remember I told you that, uh, when I started being vegan, I was like, oh, I'm only doing it for myself. I'm not doing it for the animals. Yeah. So at that, t- at the time, and I still do believe this, um, that, uh, so like you say in the Bible, like, you know, there's things that tell you like, oh, you should be, um, vegan or like you should only eat plants, you know? Like, don't put your faith in, don't put your faith in man, put your faith in, in God who created the stuff, you know what I'm saying? And, like, animals are part of that. And the thing is that, like, I mean, if you look, if, if we think about our ancestors and what they used to do, like, they used to hunt, you know? They used to hunt boars, they used to hunt, like, deer, probably. But, dude, were they, like, going there every day, you know what I'm saying, to hunt? No. They were, like, do a ritual, kill one animal, because they, they, they felt like they needed, you know, to feed the, the village for like whatever, I mean, I I'm never I never really looked, looked into it, but like I can only imagine that they didn't hunt every day. You know what I'm saying? They didn't they didn't go out and kill like, you know, something every day. And then they didn't put fucking they didn't put store in the freezer and put like all kinds of shit to like keep it fresh. You know what I'm saying? Like they, so you're saying that the higher volume of consummation of animals is a problem. A hundred percent. Okay, so you think that we should eat animals, but at lesser amounts no 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 no, hold on what i'm trying to say is that that is the case to to like reverse what was going on you know that like we should no longer farm animals if you want to if you want to eat animals go out there and fucking kill it your fucking self okay so i see so So you can feel like what what it is and if you and if you actually like to kill it can you kill it can you fucking run after a fucking pig dude i 100 percent agree 100 percent. i believe that you should only eat the animals that you kill. Exactly. Uh, if if you can't, if you don't engage in the part of taking the life, then you don't have you don't have the right to eat it. No, because it's not your prey. Exactly. So for all those people out there who, do you know, there's actually people out there that exist that don't know that chicken, the meat that you eat, comes from a live chicken. Did you can you believe that there are people that don't know? That a chicken McNugget is ground up baby chicks and shit like that. Or, you know? I mean, out there <laughs> supposedly some human fetuses too. Though, I don't know. Or whatever the fuck they put in that shit. I don't even want. I don't even give a fuck. Y'all eat that shit. I ain't gonna eat it no more. Yeah, and I don't eat none of that shit either. Yeah. Fuck, fuck fast food. Fuck yeah. all those weird corporations making weird blends of fucking what <laughs> yoga mat material mixed in with different colors and shit like that to make it fucking make it look like. It's so crazy, dude. Like, so yeah, so like I, 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 um, like on a personal level, like I'm gonna be doing me. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna do what I want to do. And like you said, the regional, like 
well where do we come from we come from the jungles you know like like some of us you know i i i know i got some spanish blood in me or some other shit some probably some arabian blood or something but at the end of the day like who was our who were the conquerors that came here like they were trash bro like it was all fucking prisoners and fucking rapists and murderers and shit like who the Spanish government sent to Mexico to take over to take over the Americas, you know? Like it was all those bullshit ass people and the the royals came later when everything was already fucking taken care of, you know, like but at first they sent all their trash, all their trash people, like they pretty much gave them freedom to go fight, you know, across the sea. Yeah, dude, I think I, a lot that's, of people that's where answers you know Yeah. I, I don't think people realize that immigrants are at the bottom of the barrel. Like, no matter what country you're in, if you're migrating from that country, it's because you didn't do well in that country. So you're going somewhere else. So people don't really conceptualize that. But even when you go to Mexico, people who go to America are not really looked at in the best of eyes. You know what I mean? Mm -mm. Like, they even have words for, like, pocho and shit like that. So, like, if you think about it, like, those people were able to make it in mexico so if they migrated to america right like what reasons did they have let's study those reasons right and then you start looking and you're like oh okay so it it's because their life sucked right Right. and then when you figure that out you realize that yeah that's what make migrants are all around the world from the beginning of time to now right it's always been because of something not good you know what i mean so right but i mean the point i was trying to make was that like at the end of the day like i i've chosen my lifestyle you know what i'm saying i I won't, I'm saying that, like, if somebody does that, you know, hunt their own animal, like, like, I'll respect that way more than somebody who's like, but proteins, dude, you know, like, bitch, what about it? You could, like, why the fuck you think the animal got fat, nigga? Like, it was eating plants, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it ate plants and it walked all day, you know, to get fat, to get buff. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... Like again, it's a it's a personal choice that I've made and I'm just trying to shed light on so like when people tell me like, well vegan this or why why are some vegans well, yeah, still you fat, you know, you like you can't make an argument about protein right. against vegans because the things that have higher protein are gonna be vegetables. Yeah. They had there are some like beans, for example, Oops, are a type of well, actually I don't know if that's considered a vegetable because it's a seed, but it's a you know, it's not it's not an animal. It comes yeah. from a plant, right? It's a seed, and those things have fuckloads of protein. You know what yeah. I mean. And then, and then, what did the uh, uh, our ancestors do? Like when they would kill an animal, they they were they said they were sorry to it. it. There's like there's like ceremonies when like you know they would say sorry, but we need like we need this. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever. The, like they would they would do a ritual. You know they fucking. You seen Apocalypse though, like you know? Oh yeah, what I'm saying? bro, like, that's the shit, bro. That's like I, I wanted to bring that up earlier. Like you know, here, get, here you, you getting mind. the balls, you getting the heart, your family's getting the leg, you know, like blah blah blah, whatever. But they ate all of it, you know. You have to pay respects, bro. Exactly. You gotta, like you're and taking so, from the earth. You, so you know? no one, like I'm talking about, like no one realizes that. Like n- not no one, but I do. You do. You choose to do you. I choose to do me. But like. Like, people who are, like, literally dead asleep, you know, not quote-unquote woke, it's because it's because they, they're consuming shit that literally, like, fucking stops their brain from thinking about those things, you know what I'm 100%, saying? 100%, dude, and it has all to do with that. Like, why do you think there are so many liquor stores and crazy shit in the hood and nasty food? You go to decent areas where there's some money, there's never any of that bullshit there. 
Why is that? I want. I wonder what would happen if, like, instead instead of Thanos coming here and fucking snapping his fingers and half the people left, like, if he snapped his fingers and like all the fucking bad process shit just like disappeared off of Earth, dude. If that like, happened, I'm talking about like if we're right here and no, Thanos came and then boom, like no, your beers I mean, are exactly. gone. Exactly. I'm gonna tell you like, something about reality that uh, might be difficult to understand, but if it wasn't for this asshole fucking thought process that leads people to be abusive right and to farm animals in large quantities and not care about their health conditions if it wasn't for all of that like half the world would starve dude like there just wouldn't be enough food isn't that crazy like the the same processes that are destroying the earth are the ones that are required for us to survive because prior to our time People were having a tough, people were having a difficult time, you know what I mean, with the farming and all that bullshit. Like, people were hungry. Right. Just go back in the day, people were just hungry all the time. Right. So like, we're but, the first generation of fat motherfuckers. Okay. So yeah, but right, I understand. What, and you know what? And actually, like, I hadn't really thought about that. You know, like now that I think about it, but I have a, I have an answer for that, and I th- I think it's gonna be a good one. So like, the the shit that's killing us is is what we're is we're like like. Radical vegans and are trying to be radical vegans are trying to bring to light is that like all that factory farming is what's keeping like a lot of people alive because you said there's now there's abundance of food and falta you know like hasta sobra I mean you know but now that we know what the fuck that's doing to us like you know they you know about the Amazons like how they're cutting trees down to build soybean soybean farms to like and that's feed really pa- stupid right it's the lungs of the earth bro bro you know why that's so stupid because fucking soil from the from those forests is infertile like you can't grow shit on it so i don't know what the fuck they're doing cutting down forests go do that shit somewhere I, else i didn't yeah. know that yeah dude and they're doing it well, for no reason how would how would the trees grow there before like? what they do is they burn all that shit and so in the process of doing all that oh, they, they fuck it up yeah oh okay they're stupid yeah. so <laughs> so anyway um yeah so like all right, now okay, now it's like oh shit, like we used to, we were building this this society and the farms and stuff like that to feed people. What is it doing to people? It's killing, it's killing the earth, you know. It's well, actually it's not killing the earth because the earth is gonna fucking shake us up. People were like, oh, save the earth, no, bro, that is literally save humanity because once the earth is like, I fucking had enough of y'all motherfuckers. You know what? There's like two volcanoes right there. Like, here, here's three tsunamis, bitch, and fucking twenty tornadoes, nigga. Deal with that shit, like. You think, yeah, dude, hundred you know, percent. The people don't really realize that the Earth is gonna shake it. It's gonna be like we could, we could you know, fucking like, a meteor could hit tomorrow. We'd all be dead, and the Earth would but, keep. But what do you on. think? What do you think the chances are of a meteor hitting versus versus like natural, natural? Like or, I'm talking or, about like yeah, 2012. Maybe shit. a flood. Maybe a biblical flood. Exactly. Know, fucks everyone up. Yeah. Done. You know. And sadly <laughs> enough, like I, I'm really like fuck, dude. Like, dude, that, hey, how you think the dinosaurs got got those motherfuckers? Just one meteor gone, you know, yeah. and now they're reduced to like lizards that were walking around this room. Yeah, because they went to go hide. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like that's crazy, dude. But so yeah, so like okay, so going back to that, you know, we're we're, we're understanding that like all that shit kills the earth out, or, or is making the earth un unha- uninhabitable is is what I'm trying to get. Right. And so, so what veganism is trying to bring light is like okay, we live in society, we live in cities, you know. When when I I believe that like that there there's not enough uh, unless me and you are having a conversation like this then there's not enough space on a fucking post to put like all this information you know even though like my information is mostly like 
it's 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 low compared to somebody who like really studies. No, you know? no. no. But, See, but you're what I'm tr- to what, a great point, dude. What I'm trying to get to is that like we don't like we don't live out in the wild, you know, so we can't hunt our own stuff. So what is it in society in the cities like? We shouldn't have meat like that, you know. We shouldn't we shouldn't be able to be eat meat like that, you know, like because again we're blind to it. Like we're not the ones killing it, bro. Like we don't hear that scream, you know, before it fucking dies. We're not seeing that 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 cow fucking you know, going to seizures. I but. see a good uh, a good halfway point. I think. So what? I, I think rationing people would be a great solution. Rationing, yeah, taking but, away enough, but not all. Well, we can start with we can start with enough. But imagine you told a family like, "Oh, you're only gonna get like a steak like once a month." Hey, if it's gonna save the planet, ain't nobody better fucking. I'll beat somebody up if I see them. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, dog. That is not gonna happen. Cause ain't nobody gonna fucking go for that, bro. But that's only if it was like last drastic. You gotta also think about like how much, man. how many people will lose money. Like now we gotta know oh, what the fuck. How am I gonna feed my family? This is how I make my money. You know, like so. What I'm bro, trying, bro. That shit changes all day long, bro. Tomorrow there could be a car that drives itself, and there'll be like 50 million truckers out of work. And that shit can happen that, that, like tomorrow. That, you know it's gonna I mean? happen pretty soon. Like, but come uh, on. um, so what I'm trying to get at is that like, I yeah, like so making all those animal places like farms for food you know to like for like plants and stuff like that and again it's a far-fetched idea right now but if we like i think that should be the trade-off like you want to live in in a city like hey you gotta you got this is how you you know like imagine it, it was it's like a dude that's actually that's actually an awesome idea think about it if, if you live in the city you must abide uh by the rules that will propagate healthy environment right right which means there's too many damn people you're gonna have to stick to vegetables but if you live out in the boonies in the middle of nowhere you're allowed to eat meat why because that's an incentive for people to not go to the city and then we will have less city overpopulation and everyone will be spread out more evenly it would be a great distribution yeah rick fuse uh 2020 running for president (laughs) There you go. That's there's, the line. There's actually some uh, lady uh, called... Uh, damn, I forget what her name is. She's running for president. I don't know if you've seen... I mean, I'm pretty sure you've seen. Do you know no, what I'm talking probably about? probably not. Marianne, Marianne Wilson or something like that? I have no fucking idea. So the, the Democratic Party, there's there's three men and one woman, I think. And, you know, one of them is Joe Biden. And yeah. I, I just saw a video, like a little clip on Instagram. Somebody recorded it off the TV. And so, like, the lady comes on. She's we like, can pull it up. What's the video? I don't know, dude. I... I I guess the Democratic debate, Marianne Wilson's uh, health, health. Uh, we'll check it out. That doesn't sound like anything that would fucking take us off YouTube for copyright, <laughs> unless it is. <laughs> let's see. Let's see what happened. Uh, Jamie, pull it up. <laughs> hey, hey, Jamie. Nah, bro. I am Jamie in this podcast. Jamie's a little bitch, bro. To be honest, every time they he ask stopped him, talking. Every time they ask him to search some shit, it takes him like a million years to find it. He always finds the wrong thing. Like he doesn't under like I don't know, dude. I could easily podcast with you, and can manipulate the computer. That's like not a big deal. Yeah. You know? So let's see what happens. Uh, um, Marianne Wilson, I think. Yeah, I'm too high. Mary and let me see. Democratic debate. Uh. Forgive me, fam. I'm blown. Let's see. Remember this one right here? Is that it? Uh, so it's not that one. It's, she's literally. It's like the Democratic debate. 
Um, Marianne, let me see. Marianne Wilson. Oh, Marianne Williamson. W- Williamson, yeah, that's uh, her though. That's her like popping up. So who is this lady? What she do? Uh, she's running for president for twenty twenty. Oh, oh really? Yeah, she's she's in Democratic. She's running the Democratic Party. Here's a debate clip. Excuse me, excuse me. I'm addressing the question, Ms. Williamson. We've been talking a lot about access to health insurance, but for oh, many yeah, Americans, right, their most pressing concern is the high cost of health care. How would Damn, I fucked that up. Hold up. You don't have old ideas. No, we can do it. My shortcuts are messed up. Pressing concern is the high cost of health care. How would you lower the cost of prescription drugs? Well, first of all, the government should never have made the deal with the big pharma that they couldn't negotiate. That Look was how woke that is already. Corruption by which multinational corporations have their way with us. You know, I want to say that while I agree with, I'm, I'm with Senator Bennett and others, but I agree with almost everything here. I'll tell you one thing. It's really nice that we've got all these plans, but if you think we're going to beat Donald Trump by just having all these plans, you've got another thing coming. Because he didn't win by saying he had a plan. He won by simply saying, make America great again. We've got to get deeper than just these superficial fixes, as important as they are. Even if we're just talking about Damn, the superficial she's fixes, ladies and gentlemen, we don't have a health care right system here. in the United States. We have a sickness care system in the United States. We just wait till somebody gets sick, and then we talk about who's going to pay for the treatment and how they're going to be treated. What we need to talk about is why so many Americans have unnecessary chronic illnesses, so many more compared to other countries. And that gets back into not look just how, the Look how needs, shook these fools uh, are. Right. Look at all these. Look at old boy's face right there. Look at old boy's face. Look at <laughs> He's like, damn. His face right here. Look. Damn, this bitch. She beat me. It's like, oh, damn. Nah, I, dude. I, Wait, I don't know. They she can't won't. see this. Wait, hold on. Me too. Just oh, there he goes. That's the face. Oh, I lost it. Oh, well. But, dude, it's, it's like, just a ridiculous debate. Oh, look. It's Bernie. No, no. Go back. Go back. Go back to, to finish to finish what she says. Child abuse. This uh, uh, is collective child further. abuse. Is why so right. many Americans have unnecessary chronic illnesses, so many more compared to other countries. And that gets back into not just the health, the, uh, face. Pharma, <laughs> not just health watch, insurance watch. companies. It has to do with chemical policies, it has to do with right. environmental it's policies. And then they try to shut her up, you know? It has to do with drug policies, it has to do with environmental policies. Man, they try to shut her ass up. Someone in the background was like, uh, "Yeah, shut the fuck up! You're saying too much." You know, like <laughs> someone, someone in the background doing that hand symbol, the whole like, uh, yeah, exactly, cut her ass off, bro. Uh, do this. So yeah, I do like, like, okay, um, so um, like, and it goes back to that video. I mean, that that that, that documentary I saw. You know, like what this lady's saying is like something that has been waking no, no, up in in um all of like like a lot of people. You know what I'm saying, like. Like there's a huge, a huge group of people now becoming vegan, and because being vegan now, is not that like, like I said, it's like hunting an animal on your own. I think it's too, too like what Joe Rogan does. He goes and he hunts, he hunts elk, and he he stores that shit in the freezer for six months. He kills one fucking animal and he feasts on it for six months, dude. One animal. That's the way to do it. You know. And like hundred percent. And it's bomb ass meat. You know what I'm saying? It's super nutritious. It comes from like the like freaking Canada or whatever like but who the hell who who who's gonna do that who has time for that in the city you know like unless you got a bank like that unless you were raised like that and that's exactly all you do like you know you work on your bikes some people like to go hunt even if they're poor you know like that's what that's what they're gonna do and that's what they're into yeah I would take a specialist yeah. yeah but 
Like, yeah, so, like, not everybody's like that. And that's what I'm trying to say. Like, back then, when there was people who, there was also people who farmed just just uh, their fruits and vegetables, and they had, like, one or two pigs, and and they would take their 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 um, their milk, but they weren't fucking, like, processing it. You know, they'd just be like, drink that shit for breakfast. You know what I'm saying? It, was, it wasn't like you were adding shit. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's true. when people were like, oh, but cheese, like, dog. You're just Bro, you addicted. Know, you know what I can't get over? This is a funny fact, and people might think it's strange to correlate these things, but I think Europeans in general, Europe in general, was just a nasty place. The, vi- the virus? No, not the virus. No, let me tell you something. It was probably so filthy down there that all their food just became fermented somehow. Like Everything they love is fermented shit. So people from Europe love to eat cheese. Just fermented milk, essentially some shit that went bad, and you wait long enough for it to be good enough to eat later type shit. You know what I mean? Wine, beer, all this shit comes from there. Everything is fermented, right? So, yeah, it's kind of strange to think about that. Now, imagine these people who are immune to most of these bacterias, right? And because they've been in, that's how they do shit out there, right? They come to the Americas, and you got some clean-ass Indians that have been showering with the fucking purest waters of Lake Titicaca and which, shit, which, you know what used I mean? To be, which used to be alkaline. And they're just, like, showering in this dope-ass water, fucking bomb bitches, all day long, bro. This is all they do, eat yeah. bomb-ass meat. They're just dope niggas. And then yeah. some, here comes a dirty-ass motherfucker, right? And then, like, he's like, if you let it go bad, then it turns into cheese. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Bro, get that shit out of my... Like, if I was an Indian, bro, that would make me mad, bro. I'd be yeah. like, bro, that's disgusting, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now, we're just, like, all about that shit. Like, everyone loves cheese. Everyone well, loves But back then, like, I don't, I don't think our... Uh, maybe they did, but, like, um, they didn't really have farms, you know? Like, it was it was hunter-gatherer, you know what I'm saying? Like, Which is the best way to do it. While hunter-gatherer was going on, like, Europe was doing other shit, you know what I'm saying? Like... They were they were farming, you know, like and I, maybe they had farms here too. Like who the fuck knows? But like, I don't know because what happened? They destroyed all that history. You know what I'm saying? To not remind us that we were actually something great once. You know what I'm saying? So, isn't that crazy to think about that someone went to the Americas and said, "Hey, uh, you see this dope ass pyramid? Fuck that pyramid. Bury that shit." You know what I mean? How evil would you have to be to fucking think? About burying a monument just because you don't want to see it, like, and you and you just like make the slaves do it, like, <laughs> on top of everything else, you're like, uh, uh please uh, bury your own land, do it now or I'll kill you. So check it out, like, um, I can I can jump into the one of the trips. Yeah, uh, yeah, do it. Not the trip. Nah, I want to um, know. I want to about the ayahuasca. Jump in. So so I so I I went to a retreat this weekend and wait uh, wait 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 smoke this. Oh okay. There you go. There you go. Woo. So I went to a retreat this weekend. Um it was uh it was amazing like so the retreat is like a family of like um people who are on the same boat as I am as far as health goes. And I want to I want to just make one point is that like so I'm trying to be plant-based. So you you've heard of like um like fat vegans, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I have, yeah. Okay. Well, they're out there, you know. Um and no offense to them, you know, like and uh but the thing is that like like i was saying in some of my posts is that like that's a stepping stone 
become that first because it's not it's not easy to just be like fuck i'm not gonna eat anything like you know but become pescatarian first become vegetarian later become vegan and then become plant-based which is the purest form because like now you're not even you're not even like depending on somebody to fucking make you almond milk or somebody to make you soy milk you know which is also part of like um part of like the uh, pollution to earth because of all the you know packaging and the it processing is, like it is yeah. so anyway aside from that what i'm trying to get to is that like when i when i um when i did ayahuasca like um like so i'm saying those people were were part of the retreat and like it was kind of like having a family like up to that point i hadn't really talked to anybody i hadn't really like told anybody like who understood completely what i was going through so this happened this weekend i've been i started being raw vegan um in january so in january i became raw vegan well i tried it out i didn't become because i'm not raw vegan right now but i tried it raw vegan on january 3rd um and i remember the first day i did it was a friday and again like i went through those moments again because i had juice like a year and a half before like a year before a year and a couple months and then that's when i gave up meat and red meat and chicken and turkey and i was eating pescatarian and then yeah i remember that yeah, yeah. so i pescatarian and then at some point i became vegetarian for like two months three months yeah we had some sushi here and there right yeah and, and then and then january was like like bro my health is more important to me than anything else then then my health is more important than um than that person's party my whole my health is more important than having dinner with this person my health is more important than having a drink with this person you know what i'm saying so i started mentally thinking about that and it go it wasn't like i just thought about it you know i would listen to podcasts joe rogan you know like other people's like health podcasts and it's just like man i gotta fucking do that uh, he, Joe Rogan had this uh, black dude on who was like a he was in the C- Navy SEALs and he was like super crazy. He was like uh, a a oh yeah yeah I've seen that yeah yeah so I I read his book you know his motivation book and I remember just like little things like that just pushed me on so you're like like what That's I'm trying cool. to get is that like the retreat held a lot of people who are starting a journey or have already been doing one and I think like it was like just to be there that's good energy you know what I'm saying so now you're in a house filled with good energy we're in a house. And so, like, I'm filled with good energy and just like, man, I'm talking to these cool-ass people. Like, they're awesome. Hell, yeah, they're on the same mission that I am on, you know? And all you talk about is good stuff, you know? Like, oh, this is what I eat. No one's annoyed of you being, like, <laughs> fucking vegan, you know? It's like, oh, okay, well, you eat that, too. Like, yeah, I know. Oh, it was so gross at first, you know? Like, but you persevere, you know? Because, again, your journey is to be healthy, you know what I'm saying? So we've passed veganism. It's called alkaline diet in a sense. And I'm not I'm not completely alkaline. This is not alkaline. This is not alkaline. I'm not going to be a strict person and it's not at my disposal right now. Like if I was completely alkaline, I was super strict. Like I carry fruits and veggies with me, you know, and like green juices and like cups like that. Like that's if I was super strict and I have been like that when I was raw vegan cuz what do you have to eat other than fresh vegetables, you know? You can't just like pop in a mcdonald's that sounds kind of tight though kind of like it's hard when I, when I think about though, it dude. well it's look, so listen but to if you lo- if you want to do it it's i feel like sometimes i depending on what i've been eating in a certain week right i feel a certain way and i'll think hmm i think if i ate nothing but vegetables or try to eat more vegetables during this period of time it would help and i do it and it does help and i'm like oh i was right it's like an intuition mm-hmm. like you know like you should be eating more vegetables you know what i, mean? I can't oh hey well, yeah, what can't, region can't. what region um like what, what where where happened where in the world what country yeah 
What? Did you take ayahuasca? Here. Oh, here. Yeah. Okay. So California. Bro, what happened to? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just localizing yeah, the region. Yeah, like here, here, like here, here. Like, oh, okay. not that far from here. Okay, no. damn. Yeah, that's, like, now that's too much information. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so but it doesn't matter the location. So like, hopefully nobody sees this now. <laughs> nah, it's cool. It's cool. So um, so yeah, so it was amazing, you know, like, and the second night, you know, like, uh, was a was a day of the ceremony, and yeah, dude, like, bro. Do you want me to explain how the ceremony goes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us okay. a give us a walkthrough of uh, so, everything. So, so he uh, they lay out like um, areas where you're gonna be laying down, like you know, sleeping bags or like uh, like pillows and stuff like that. And and uh, he sets up his own like little altar kind of thing. You know, he's got like instruments for music. Um, like, is there, he, is there any pictures from this on the internet? I mean, you can find YouTube videos of like ayahuasca. Um, videos like chelsea handler has one of her and her friends doing one um but, no, but keep keep going keep so going. yeah so like um so yeah so like i mean uh, and ayahuasca is a it's a plant from the amazons by the way i i should know this stuff but like like i i suck with like keeping information like this like technical information as far as like what the plant is so those are the three names of ayahuasca ayahuasca with the a ayahuasca with the i o w and uh, also, I think it's ya- Yahweh or something like Ayahuasca. Yeah. Yeah, it's from South America. So, like, let's read up on it real quick to, to see. I mean, I'm pretty sure you have already, right? Yeah. Well, let's here, let's go to, let's do the wiki oh, thing. Oh, like, like, yeah. So, like, let's do the wiki thing. Boom. Actually, wiki will, will want, like. So, it says, uh, is an anthogenic brew made out of uh, certain ba- plants. Banister. Real pieces, happy brewed vine, as a traditional spiritual medicine and ceremonies of among the indigenous people. Yeah, so there you go. But if you keep going down, it'll tell you how dangerous it is. So what? What are the dangers associated with ayahuasca? So dangers associated with ayahuasca. I I believe that if you don't mix it right, you there might be like some consequences. Like you know, as far as like uh, look at that. Look, that's before they boil it. Yeah, <laughs> and they so, so pretty much they boil that. They shrink it. They boil it again, I think, with more herbs, and and then they shrink it, and like until it turns into this. They do it like three times until it turns into like some Whoa, some gunky no shit way. like that. And that's what you drink. That's like end. an OG distillation process. That's fucking wild, yeah. dude. And bro, I think it's not like he said it was gonna be super bitter. I didn't think it was like, but bro, like oh, here's someone preparing it. Yeah. So so we so that's how so they just break it right into the water like that. So honestly, it didn't. We didn't. We didn't see this process. Um, so they had it pre-made when you yeah, showed up. Yeah, yeah. So like, whatever. You is, know. It, is there like like uh, is there a lot of people wanting to do this? Try it. Like, is it popular? So right now, like, the most people doing it is like like so so there like there's a there's a stigma against oh, how do I say it? Like, pretty much a lot of articles are saying like oh the effects of Western culture and um them trying to do ayahuasca, you know, and it's mostly like like. Um, like wealthier people, cause it it costs money to go fucking Peru, you know. That's true. Yeah, or that's true. or wherever is that, you know, it costs money to get out there, and the retreat stuff is like fifteen, two thousand, twenty five hundred dollars, you know, and it costs me around that same the same amount, you know. So like, but I mean, I'm well off too, you know. So like, I was able to pay for this, but I also save money, you know, to get to it. So like, pretty much like, yeah, they like, um, so yeah, so. 
anyway it's so, a spiritual journey then it's so, like yeah definitely know. so back to the ceremony um uh so they lay out like places so we can eat and stuff like i mean so we can um, we lay down and um so the first thing we did was uh which we had done the day before was this um this medicine called sananga look look that up real quick sananga you yeah said? s s a n a n g a plant or eye drops eye drops Sananga eye drops. See how quickly I switch between scenes and search at the same time? Fuck Jamie. <laughs> so I think you could just see right there, like, all right. So like just the top part, like where it says like administering Sananga um uh, Amazonian tribal tribes people Sananga's powerful eye medicine. Used to sharpen night vision. So this was used to this was used to take it and go hunting, bro. Dude, that's some OG gangster shit. So what happens? So it it alkalizes the eyes. So it it brings alkaloids to the eyes, and your eyes get bright red, bro. And also like helps with glaucoma and stuff like that, you know. And so so for modern seekers of spiritual healing, however, Sananga does more than help with hunting. Often used as a precursor to ayahuasca ceremony. So that's what we did. So you did Sananga before you did ayahuasca. Yeah, and so what the guardian, pretty much the 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 facilitator, the guardian of the the plant, like he pretty much tells us like the reason why they used to do it back then, like why we do it now, and pretty much, so like this is what happens when he administers the medicine, like and we did it the day before, like just to kind of try it, and so like he puts the drops, close my eyes, deep deep drop drop, and um I open my eyes, huh? Close them. And I'm just, I'm just in pain. I'm like, oh, fuck, it's burning, you know? Like, and you just, you breathe through it. You're like, and he's talking to you. He's, like, blowing in your face with, like, a fan. He's like, so just, you know, breathe, breathe. Make sure you're breathing. Make sure you're breathing. He's like, visualize, visualize what your, what your journey is coming to, you know, something. And, and all I visualize, bro, like, because it's not like you're tripping. You kind of are, like, I'm not we're trying, I'm trying to, you're starting, uh, what is it called etymology something like that yeah mm. where like you say certain words cast spells because spelling is casting spells or whatever so like saying like tripping is like no we, i'm not trying to say tripping anymore because like you know tripping you can fall you know what i'm saying like so there's like certain things that like i learned throughout this retreat that i'm like dang that makes sense you know like like how to say like i'm not down for, i'm not i'm down for that no you're you're up for that or you're willing to do that you know what i'm saying everything with positive so you can cast positive spells when you speak your word you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's interesting. So it was just there was a lot of that going on that weekend too, this weekend. And um, so pretty much you take the sananga, and you I started to visualize like, and like in pain I was like fuck like all right all right like breathing through it breathing through it and you, it lasts for like six minutes bro the burning sensation, and um, so my visualization was me carrying a baby with a woman by my side and a community behind me, trip out like it's crazy yeah uh, trip out like. Th- this crazy, like, my homie read my tarot card this morning, and, like, he pulled out this card, and it, like, literally had that that picture of, like, two people with a community behind them, and, like, fruit, fruitful, like... What yeah. the fuck? It was just... It was so amazing. No way. Yeah, I'm not even... I have a picture of the cards he pulled for me, but I, I, whatever, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, so, like, so we take the Sananga... That was the day before, and we do it again the, the, right right before the ceremony. So like, actually, that was the beginning of the ceremony. So he goes around, does every, everybody, and um, then he sits down. He explains the rules. He's like, no talking, no touching each other. Um, you're not allowed to leave the house, the the space of you know, like 
the house or whatever. And he kind of just goes through it. Like, some people may freak out, you know. Some people may go through a dark time. That doesn't happen all the time. But if it does, we'll escort you to one of the rooms. And we'll bring you back when you're ready again. And, uh, you know, the bags next to you are for purging. Like, you might purge. You might not. You know, if you have to go to the bathroom, just say help. You know, like, and, and, and no way here. Well, damn, I fucked up. <laughs> no, you're all good. Just keep going. <laughs> so, like... So like uh the person next to me, I'll probably not publish like like uh, but it's too late, nigga. We just live. I know, my bad dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope we don't see this. It's and, all good. And so, um so yeah, so like this fool like uh he he get he's supposed to help people or whatever to like to go and, and do this shit. And so um so he's giving the rules out, whatever. He's like, Okay, at this moment, like uh I'm gonna be taking cup. My 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 helper's gonna be taking a cup, and then we're gonna start with you, and then go around the around the room or whatever. And when you take the cup, um, sit down. You're gonna feel it like get to your stomach, and once it does that, then you can lay down and just stay laid down. And then he's like, "It's gonna go like this. I'm gonna we're gonna have half an hour of silence once I take the cup, and um, then I'm gonna start singing songs. And uh, I'm gonna start singing songs and um." After an hour, I'll 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 uh, ask people if they want to come and get in a second cup. And wow! So how much is in one cup? Do you think? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I just know that like some people have enough with one cup, and some sometimes people need two or three. Okay, so they can be. So these are some cups that I pulled up on Google. Oh, okay, real quick. I mean, yeah, did it look like anything I would say like these? It was more like that one right there, the one with the guys holding. This one? Yeah, that one. Okay, so right around this size. Mm. Okay. What was the cup made out of? Something cool like this? Like a ceramic kind of oh, like, ceramic yeah, thing. Yeah. Damn, that's just so gangster. And he had like so it was so dope. So like so okay, half an hour into it, he starts he starts uh singing. He starts right. he starts playing music. And I'm talking about like like healing songs. Is um, it like that OG ass shit? Like, like oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then oh, you yeah. just like I mean it was more than that, you know. He was like saying words too. He was like saying, I'm gonna be singing a language you guys probably don't understand, Spanish and English. And so, so yeah, he he was singing, dude, and like it was it was just like wow, bro. So like the first hour, my thoughts were like this. So like the first half hour is like again a silence and everybody just like laying down. We're kind of just like trying to like not throw up, you know. And then you feel like you're gonna shit yourself at times, like and it's just like fuck. So like sometimes you hold it in, sometimes you don't. And so at this point, nobody's thrown up. I think one person did, and it was uh, the guy who was helping. And so, um, and it's not like you're a badass or not. So what he explains is throwing up, it's purging. It's actually, you say purging because you're purging out emotions, demons, bad energies, you know, whatever it is that you have going on. Because at the end of the day, ayahuasca is to heal. Ayahuasca is a mother plant. It's the plant of, it's the plant of the earth, you know, and it's there for you to heal, like um, for you to purge out anything that's going on within your life. Dude, you might even pick up energy from somebody next to you. And you'll purge their energy out for them. You know what I'm saying? And so it's so it's intense like that because in that room, it's like spiritual. Like, you know, he's already like gone and like saged the house with Palo Santo. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he's he's like he's he's he saged us. You know, I'm not sure what I guess Palo Santo does. And you don't say sage because sage is sage. But same deal. though. Yeah, same, same deal. deal. And so like so we're going. So again, it's like that first half hour. And then he starts singing. And then at some point I was like thinking like all these thoughts and i was like are these my thoughts or are these like because of the ayahuasca i was like no i think like this wait no i don't and i'm thinking like what the hell like 
uh, these not, this is not my thought pattern, you know? And I open my eyes and I see the chandelier. I see like this light. I was next to the, the door leading to the, to like the side, to the front yard. And like, there was light coming out from the, from the house. Cause it was supposed to be completely dark, but like, he couldn't create that setting, you know? It was a big house and like it was like really fancy doors and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And so anyway, so like, um, yeah. So I was just like, oh, okay, I'm I'm gonna close my eyes again because when you're closing your eyes is when you see visions, when you see things appearing to you, you know. And I close them again, and I could like like if I was like looking up at the ceiling still, but these ribbons, colorful ribbons, started to like wavy, like come down, like slowly, like you know, and almost like like I'm looking at it and and they're just like, like almost like vines in a sense of colors and like like welcome me like like welcome dude welcome come here like let, let's go on the journey you know and i would open my eyes a lot because i'd be like nah this is like not even that hard you know like i didn't so compared to mushrooms like there's mushrooms that i've taken and i'm slumped dude i'm like i'm not getting up for hours you know like, <laughs> i'll be i'll be tripping balls but i'll i won't get up for hours and so um yeah like i was able to like move my legs you know move around and but the the whole time I'm thinking like man like I've been I've been going hard around mushrooms and this like this is not even nothing compared to it you know so I was kind of doubting it in a sense and you start I started doubting was that a firework outside hell yeah dog. Oh, okay it's about to be and so time of year. yeah so like I'm like I'm doubting and I'm like what the hell is going on you know like this is not what I expected you know I'm thinking to myself like it's probably a waste of money like and blah 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 and then he says like I hear this and then he's like he's like at some point it was like an hour in bro and i was like what the hell and he's like at this point um if anybody wants a second cup and bro i jumped up you know i was like let's do it because like i didn't feel damn, it damn you were like hey uh your shit is weak son yeah Shoot so me I, the second please. i got up and i i was like i was like thank you you know blah 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 and i was like look 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 and i tried to get up and i was like ooh. and then i tried to get up again it's that purple drink and i freaking ran to my to my area again and I had my bag there, so I was running for my bag because I had to throw up, bro. And I was like, Bleh! like I just started spitting all over the floor, dude. And I fucking reached the bag, and I'm just like, blah, 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 like Fuck just throwing up, bro. That. Like, bro, I'm just blah, blah, like you know. And at some point, like it wasn't even like I was really like throwing up like liquid anymore. I was, but I didn't, I didn't really see liquid. I was like, like what the hell? Like I was like my weights were being lifted on my shoulders, you know, like like almost like spirits were coming out of my mouth, bro. Like I can't even explain to you what I was really seeing, but that's what I felt, you know. I I was feeling more than visualizing in a sense. Well, I would look around and everybody was out, bro, like out, you know. And after talking to those people, they had never done mushrooms, like, you know, and I have, so like so I was just like, man, like it probably didn't hit me, you know. So, whatever, I I, I I laid down and I was like, fuck, dude, like this was probably mad at me, you know. Like I freaking threw up all over the floor, like, man. <laughs> but it, I didn't realize like he's been through worse, you know, than that, you know. And so like, he's seen worse, you know. He's been doing it for three years, and like, and so like, um, yeah. At some point, like I I was just like, oh man, whatever. So. I close my eyes again, I lay down, and I, um, I'm listening to his music, you know, it's really beautiful, dude, like, the way he sings and plays and stuff like that. His live, like, he does this oh, all yeah. in front of you. Yeah, yeah. He, he, at some point, he did turn, uh, turn the radio on, um, to, like, play some music, I guess he was tired or something, because it's, it's a three and a half hour ceremony, and he's playing for, like, like, 15 minutes straight, he'll stop for, like, two minutes, and then yeah, 15 yeah. minutes again, you know, or, like, 30 minutes, and it's a long, long songs, and so, like, um, 
he he uh well, so, he's committed so yeah mm-hmm. so one yeah well man he's really good at what he does too so between one and two hours um i start to have visions again and i can't really remember um what it was that happened at what point at what times like uh, so i'm trying to like really think but i think it was like this that like um he he called no 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 so i started having a vision and this vision was like this that i uh i was in the middle of like like i i i like so some of the visions i was having was like first of all like my 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 friend passing away like i was i was reliving a moment with him i was reliving a moment with my dad with my grandma with my grandpa with my other grandma like just like weird things where like i i still remember those things that happened to me but now i'm there again and i'm actually there like instead of like seeing it from my point of view as a kid i'm seeing it from from a third point third person point of view as me as who i am now and looking at something that happened to me when i was a kid and be like hey this is not traumatic you know this made you who you are it's like it's like the plan is telling you like that moment made you who you are so look at what's going on you know what i'm saying it's crazy yeah. and so i was like oh shit so you're not like it's not like you, you when you think about something happens to you as a kid and you're just like no get that shit out of my head like you almost want to do that but then it's like wait 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 i'm not the kid here that's me as a kid but i'm here and and what's happening why are you showing me this ayahuasca you know like and then so i was just like holy shit after those after visions so like he said something about that this medicine it was gonna be very ancestral so ancestral roots Bro, I shit you not. Like, it was like that, that scene in Apocalypto at the end where, like, you know, they're running out of the jungle. But instead of, like, they're getting chased out to the to the shore, I was looking at a jungle, like, next to a shore. And it was, like, like straight up, like, like dudes peeking their heads out, like, like out of the bushes, like, and, like, very what animal-like, you know? You know how, like, they say that they used to mimic jaguars and shit like that? Like, very, like, you know, with, like, like headdresses and, like, what the fuck's going on, you know, like... And then, they, like, I look to the shore, and it's, like, Spaniards coming, bro. And I was, like, like, at that moment, I just felt anger, bro. Like, I felt anger and betrayal and anguish and, like, all kinds of shit. And I was, like, ah, like, it, it was, like, stinging, bro, because I, I felt so much pain, bro. But I, I withstood it. Like, I was, like, fuck that. Like, that's what I need to feel, you know, when I want to fight for what I what's right, you know. like. And then right after that, that vision ended, and then it was me. And I was a warrior. And, like... I was a defender, you know, and at this moment I'm hearing I'm hearing the the facilitator singing, you know, and I was just like, I have to defend this fool, like this fool's beautiful, like this fool is literally like somebody that I looked up to. I've been I've been looking up to him for a couple months now. I finally got to meet him, you know, like, and here he is, um, giving me this experience, you know, like I have to defend him at all costs, bro. And like I was like, this is my this is my job, like not to defend him, but also defend my community, my people, you know, like defend something. I have to defend something. Like this is my calling, you know. And I felt strong. I felt like a warrior, you know. Like I actually want to get a something tattooed that symbolizes that. And so, because cool, cool. um, that was my that was also an intention that I had. I like I want to see something that impacts me that I'm gonna put it on my body, you know. And um, um, so anyway, so like. Uh yeah, right after that dude, crazy enough, um the person next to me is a girl. Um she got dropped off by her boyfriend right there. Which is trip, like, you know, at the at the the place. And she was supposed she like had an idea that like it was gonna start at at a strict certain time and it was gonna go to a certain time and then she was gonna be able to go home. Like and 
she didn't really understand what she was getting herself into. She she was willing to accept the what was gonna happen, but as far as like the time and all that shit, like she didn't really plan it out. And also like the facilitator really like like we were supposed to start at seven, we started at ten thirty at night. So like uh, we actually ended up um, going through the experience to like two o'clock in the morning, two thirty. Damn. And dude, at like at this point, like it's it's two hours in, um, or like about to be two hours in, and and the guy, the boyfriend shows up. And knock, like he knocks. Like I remember, like I, like I told you, I was next to the doors, and so I saw a silhouette come up to the door, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then a girl next to me, like, she like ran to the couch, like there was a, there was a couch, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And I'm looking at the at the facility. They they couldn't see because it was like a like a walkway kind of, so uh, like it was like the door, you know, and then it has like a wall here, and then and then it's the living room on the other side of the wall. So we were like on the hallway kind of, and they were like inside the living room. You know, so they couldn't see the silhouette of the person, but I saw the whole time like the like I could see a silhouette like looking at his phone, like wanting to knock, wasn't really like trying to knock. But Tommy's singing at this moment. Oh, shit, I fucking shouldn't have said his name. Either. Nah, you're good. You're good. Nobody knows who the fuck Tommy is. So like whatever, it's a so, million like, Tommies. Yeah, yeah so, don't worry about that. Um. So anyway, like, I I'm just oh, yeah, I shouldn't fuck. Uh. So like, <laughs> so anyway, like, um. Like, he, he pretty much, like, like I look at him, and, like, the girl gets up, and he's like, what the hell's going on, you know? And so I go up to the girl, and again, what were the rules? No talking, no touching, you know? So I gra- I touch her, and I was like, hey, like, I try to tell her, like, did you tell him, like, what you were doing today, you know? And then she was freaking out. She didn't, I she would mumbled some shit, and I was like, oh. And then Tommy was like, shh, no talking, you know? And then so I was like, fuck, I go back to my place, and I just lay down. They try to talk to her, like, and then Tommy comes in. Oh, damn, I can't fucking see he, he comes and talks to me. He's like, hey, everything's okay, bro. He like, he's, like, fanning me and shit. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I just know who that is. And then he's like, who is it? And I was like, that's her boyfriend. And so he's like, okay, he goes talk to her. So, like, there was this huge, huge, like, tension moment where, like, the dude was, like, blowing her phone up. He knocked twice, you know? And then, so he described later, he's like, dude, this has never happened in a ceremony. Like, you're, like, most of the times I'm in the middle of the jungle, like, there's nobody who's going to come knock, you know? <laughs> That's and, a weird-ass thing that happened. Yeah, yeah, so it was just like, bro, but it was, it was her, kind of her fault for not communicating, kind of his fault for not communicating to her clearly, like, the, what was going to happen. And it's because he's done a lot of, he's, 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 this is his second facilitating ceremony. Second one. But he's, he's, he's been in, in over three years, he's been over, like, 30 ceremonies. Where he's played alongside of somebody, you know, who's who's giving a ceremony. He's helped facilitate, you know. So he's learned, you know. And this is his second one, so he 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 didn't realize like that doing that like was was gonna probably bring some like. So yeah, luckily yeah, nothing yeah. bad happened. Luckily, I wasn't. Um. So what he described me as, he's like, bro, you needed more medicine. Like after the after the ceremony, he's like, you needed more medicine. Like, um, and like next time, you know, don't be afraid to come and and ask, you know, to get more because. Like he's like, oh, we got an expert over here. Hey, bring the jugs, nigga. Bring yeah, yeah. Cause like I honestly <laughs> felt like that. I well, so like you, we, I was very honest with him of the things that I was going through. You know, like I told him, like, bro, like the next day I was like, man, like, uh, like two weeks ago when you posted a video of you singing like this this medicine music, like I was like, man, it's just corny as fuck. And like, and last night it all made sense. And he's like, he laughed. He like, ah, oh, I get it though. Like you know. And I was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> That's but, interesting. It's almost as if. You can't really see things for what they are. Until Sometimes you, you can't, and yeah. And until you try them. Yeah. And so, yeah. so, so yeah, that, that little hiccup happened. 
And, bro, at that moment, like, there was tension. So there was something to purge. I purged. I ran to the bathroom. And I fucking, I was throwing, like, before, I, I, I thought I had a shit, right? And I get to the bathroom, and I started throwing up. Bah, bah, in the toilet. And I was like, fuck, I gotta take a shit. And so I grabbed the <laughs> trash can. I sit down on the toilet, and I'm, like, shitting Damn. my ass out. You were blurping. And I was like, bleh, with fucking, <laughs> at the same time, like. Dual pressure. Bro, I don't know what the fuck happened to me, man, but it was crazy. Damn. Bro. That's some wild ass shit. Hold on. Yeah, let's pull up an example of that. Let's see if we can find one. I'm sure someone has recorded a whole ceremony before. I'm I'm sure that's... Let's see. Oh, it's gonna be a long video. Perfect. With you know, it had to do with my uh, ceremony being you know, being kind of terrifying. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna take a piss. I'll be know. back. <laughs> oh no! There are different kinds of visions. There are different kinds of spirits. There are lulls. <laughs> Y hay que saber controlar también. Bajado, si no, a la ducha. Que se duche para que baje esa calentura, le baje un poco, ¿no? Con agua a la cabeza, bueno. So, I can honestly say, like, there are times when it, when it, I didn't go through this. Stronger. <laughs> And you build it, and you work via cars, and you work in the Shikapa, and you're building an ecstatic state. You're building a state where all of a sudden you're going to feel amazing. <laughs> oh, thank I just felt as if my whole heart was filling up with light, and, and I just let it all come in. And when I did, happy! <laughs> You're building up a state of consciousness, a state of energy within you that's starting to release everything that makes someone feel down, morose, crossed, pained in the day. Julia, 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 Man, these people call, are call, tripping balls. Hey, honestly, don't want to watch this right now, if you don't mind. Like, Archangel Miguel, Oriel, Gabriel, Rafael, Like, this is not my experience at all, dude. At the same time, the spirits talk. <laughs> this is not my experience. I mean, maybe I just, I, maybe I just put that video because I had to run and take a piss real quick. But not like, like those people were like they, they got it has some shit going on in their lives, you know? Like, yeah, they, what the fuck are they doing? I mean, you gotta think about it, like, bro, like they're they, like these. I mean, <laughs> look at this that, bitch. There'll be certain energy. Like, these people are so far removed from from what's real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, a lot of times we're already pretty close, right? And we're yeah. already pretty close. We, we understand a lot, you know, especially like, from where we come from. Our humble, yeah, our humble. You roots, get like you know? a one two, and you're like, oh, 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 okay, yeah. I got it, you know. But it's not like, so, oh my god, yeah, no. So like I said, I was purging, bro. Like I was taking a shit and fucking throwing up from my mouth, and like I come back out. 
at some point he he tells um, if we want a third cup and this time I take half a cup I get up again quickly and again I was the only one who got up everyone else is like like kind of going through the girl kind of almost went through some of this but not really and so hey, this bitch <laughs> bro she's she's going through it and dude this lady looks like I could have found her over like off of Alameda and some street around here <laughs> but you were saying. So yeah, so like I come back, I come back to sit down after, and I drink the the half a cup, which is the third the third offering. And at this point, um, I get to more like a different state of mind, where like I I, I still feel like a defender, I still feel like a warrior. But this time I'm this this time I had another vision, and I was in San Francisco. Um, there was in San Francisco, you know where like um, uh, like there's a farmers market, um, not a market. But if you keep going down market and you make a left onto Presidio, I think what is the the, the street? Oh, uh, you're talking about the outer Richmond area? No, mm. not Richmond. Like I'm talking about like over there by where uh, fuck, there's a the pier, pretty much the piers, but not not the main fishermen's where like I think all the way to this side. Okay, yeah. right in front of the Trans America building. Okay, sure, yeah. Yeah, actually, it's where I got this shirt. You can oh, see that's it. a tight ass shirt. Trans America building with San Francisco. Uh, oh yeah, but it's supposed to mimic Pink Floyd, which is the gate Yeah, one post. That's where all the bike messengers hang out. It's actually still further than that. Oh, like, further yeah, than yeah. that. Yeah, I'm talking. Okay, it's a big, it's a big square. Like in this, oh, they sometimes hold farmers markets there. It's not one post. It's 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 more towards the pier. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So, um, oh, you know what? There's, I think, <sighs> damn, there's a museum. It's Pier 39. It's Pier 39. Okay, yeah, yeah, Pier 39. That's yeah. not Fisherman's Wharf, right? No, it's not. It's way it's, over it's, here, it's, right? Yeah, it's over to the right of it. Like before yeah. you hit Oakland Bridge. Sure. Yeah, okay. Right yeah. by the Bay Bridge. Okay. Yeah. So Bay Bridge. Yeah. So anyway, so that's where I imagine myself, and I'm like, I'm looking down into my 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 like I'm I'm like kneeling down, and I'm not looking at the crowd walking by, and so I have a sign, right there, and it says like, my name is Eloy. I'm a stranger to you, and um, like pretty much I'm telling them, and like I can't remember exact the exact words that I had like written down because I I didn't write all, any of the stuff down. It's like all in my head, you know. And so, but pretty much what I was trying to say was like, I told you uh, about my girl. You know, did I did I mention that? Not recently. You have mentioned that though. My ex, no, my ex. No. No. Oh yeah, sure, sure. That you cheated on. Yeah, me yeah. So early, like, yeah. yeah. So like, um, when Wait, I when I became guilty in that, like, confessions. When I became guilty of that, like, I realized like what what damage I had done to her and to myself more than anything, and and also like um to women in general and how like I viewed women throughout my life. You were white knighting, you were. I guess, but I'm not. I'm not doing it to get laid or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not what I'm going for. It's like, it's like I want to realize that like, like women are equal to me in a sense, and like um, and but but they're also different. You know what I'm saying? But they yeah, also yeah, have like, they also have these these misconceptions of men and how like like unemotional we are. You know, like and how like we don't really think about certain things like that. That's true. Yeah, that's definitely true. And yeah. so. So the, the 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 stereotypes go both ways, you know. So I feel like there's a division there. There should not be one, you know. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I freaking uh, I'm I'm right, I'm there, and pretty much what the sign says is like, tell me your worst pains, and pretty much like things that you can't tell other people, you know. Like, I like I said when I went to that Christian um, um, Bible study, whatever. Like I hadn't told anybody what I had done for like. At this point, it would have been a year later, you know, a year. Actually, 
No, I had been doing it for longer than that, but a year later is when, like the year before is when I became guilty and aware of what I was doing. And so for a year, I hadn't told anybody what the fuck I had done. You know, nobody, not a fucking soul. And to carry that shit with you and not even let it out to one person is hard, bro. Like, like that's why I wanted to kill myself. That's why I was going through shit. But I called out to a friend and, you know, he was able to help me out, hear me out. And so, like, that's what I was trying to do at that moment. Like, that's the vision I had that I had to, like, almost, like, take people's pain because I can handle it. Like, I am a warrior for pain. Like, I can handle emotional pain. You can you can tell me, like, your darkest, deepest shit, and I'll listen to you, you know, and I'll, I'll try not to judge you. But at that moment, like, I'm not going to be judging you because all you're going to do, like, I, I, I envision, like, like, people coming up to me to, like, my ear and just being like, you fucking asshole, look what you did to me, like, and, like you know, you fucking cheated on me, like, you know, just random women telling me shit, or anybody can come up to me and tell me anything, because at the same time, everybody has traumas, you know, not just women, but come and tell me your traumas that you can't tell other people, like, people don't go to therapists all the time, and when they do, like, they don't feel like, no. they feel they have to pay, you know, somebody. That's something, it's real important to think about that, because one thing that I've always kind of seen is, like, in order to survive in this world, at least, you have to be kind of masochist, you know? Like, I feel like Buddha talks a lot about that. He says that life is suffering, right? And that you need to master the suffering. So then that's going to be uh, reliant on your success. So mm-hmm. whatever you become is how good you are at mastering that. So when I think about that, I think, well, pain is pain. And if it's relative to you, then... It doesn't matter, right? So I'm a bit of a masochist myself. Like, I do the hardest thing the hardest way mm-hmm. all the time, you know? Like, I'm never looking for, like, a different way out or something that might make it easier or anything like that. Like, the best way for me is always the hardest way. So I'm always looking out to see how I can challenge myself even more, you know? A new task, learn something new that I didn't know before. So that I can have the most knowledge from all different subjects, you know, and categories. Mm-hmm. That's kind of important to me. But back to that point. Yeah. So that um, was my vision, dude. That like I went through that, you know, and I I felt the people doing that. So like maybe it's not like exactly that's what I'm gonna have to do, you know, like or because like I could do that, you know, I could just go sit in San Francisco and see what the fuck happens, have somebody record, you know, like or maybe not even record, just do it like without documenting it or whatever and and see what happens you know like i would like to try some shit like that like why not you know yeah social experiments are cool dude yeah that's how a lot of shit gets done and so so maybe that maybe it has to be done another way where i have to take other people's pains but like like i said like the vision of me um holding a child and a woman by my side and a community behind me like that was already like 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 something that i'm I'm wanting to envision that i want in my life you know that that i want to have like whatever is a family or a community or whatever, like something to support, something to defend. You know what I'm saying? Something to stand up for. Because I feel like I've already, like you said, there's levels of transcending. You know, like, and I maybe I haven't reached that level yet, but like I'm gonna be learning things at the, the, in the next couple years. You know, like about my health, how to do certain, um, how to heal. You know, like how, first I'm heal myself, and in that I will be able to shed that light onto the people. At this moment, I already know certain things i can lead people to like certain people who know how to do it already they, they don't have to go through me you know but like if somebody like if somebody came to me like yo dude i got fucking diabetes you know like i still don't know how to approach him because like 
I'm gonna be like, you gotta fucking stop eating this, 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 and that. You know, like, and what I'm saying is the truth, but I don't know how to approach that person. See, but yet. it doesn't matter because it's not your responsibility to know how other people respond to realities. So, the, your job is to never lie. So you're supposed to always tell the truth. So right. if I roll up to you and I ask you, "Hey, yo, uh, hey, yo, Eloy, uh, you know, I have diabetes and I'm a fat fuck. Like, you know, what's wrong? Can you help me?" And I, like, if you lied to me, you know, that would be whack. Like, I wa- I would want you to say the truth. You know, so, that was that's you though. I know, but what I'm trying to say is that most people are like that too. So you have to say it anyway, and their ego is gonna try to block the way, right, and try to say no don't listen or whatever right but their inner self is definitely gonna hear you like even if it doesn't appear as if you're being heard they're definitely listening you know you're being engraved into their subconscious so it's always you know it's my belief that that's the best way to approach that problem is you always want to look at yourself you always want to reflect the best image possible and then that you set you teach by example you know you let people see what you do. You do the best that you can at that thing, and then people will see it, and then maybe you will inspire them to do their own thing. You know, it's not about literally teaching that one person the one thing. You know, you don't you don't give a man a fish. You just teach him how to fish, right? It's the same deal. So I don't know. For me, like ayahuasca is is that you know like it's it's a, it's a like almost like a shortcut way to reach that understanding and it, it will help people who have serious crisis you yeah. know like if you like if you're in a serious mental crisis or like if you have several different problems you know and you can't deal with them from what you're telling me it sounds like it's a no-brainer you should probably try it yeah, yeah it probably will cure most ailments almost all of them if anything well I psychological gonna, elements yeah, that is yeah so 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 what you know when you were compared to the thailand the thai the thai um what is it called again? Uh, Kratom, yeah. Kratom, yeah. So, like, Kratom, like you were saying, like, you know, people who are addicted to opioids or, like, alcoholics, like, they get cured. Same thing happens with ayahuasca. And with the, with the reason why is because you see how these people are, like, are, like, going through, like, crazy, like, ama- like crazy things, you know? Like, the yeah. I was like, I'm so happy. It's because it takes you out of your world. You know, you pretty much come out of your world and you're, you're pretty much looking at life from another perspective. But it feels so real. It's not like you're like drunk and you're just forgetting your problems for the day. No, bro. This thing like literally puts you in a position of how your life is like without it. And when you come back, you're like, I don't ever want to fucking touch alcohol again. I don't ever want to touch heroin again. Sadly enough, if you don't continue with the the practices and what it teaches you, it's not necessarily you have to keep going and doing ayahuasca. No. But continue to be on a path of health. Continue to be a path of good choices. If you go back to the environment where you came from, and then, like, let's say two years down the line, you meet Steve, who used to be fucking cracking with you, you know? Like, like, hey, like, hey, bro, come down my hey, come, hey, bro, like, hey, man, I'm good, too, you know? And then, like, like y'all get into some shit. I like, got these cheeseburgers. You know, something, bro, whatever the fuck it is, you can fall back into that. So it's not like you're, you're in a sense, cured, but you're not sheltered from... Well, the choices you make. No, that's why you know Alcoholics Anonymous, when you go to the Ooh. program, they're very rigid about particular rules, you know, and that's one of those rules. So you just can't fuck around. So, so let's yeah. check it out. I got I got something to say about Alcoholics Anonymous. So, like, 
back to me being depressed and me getting to this point of like um you know health and whatever uh back in july i'm pretty sure you saw my post i'm gonna hit that again man. <laughs> i saw you, i'm sure you saw my post about me being uh me getting my ass kicked by a security guard you remember that oh yeah yeah but what, what happened there though? tell us okay so so i went to a foster the people concert and paramore was headlining and i, I just want to see foster the people I, I love foster the people and so uh, i go with my friend Susanna, and we we it's in shoreline park in mountain view you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah i know what that is so like shoreline amphitheater sorry and so so we go to go we go and we're like chilling in front of like a google building drinking a six pack of, of blue moons and we're just chilling there, waiting for the concert to kind of start, you know. That's a hood thing to be yeah. drinking out in public. Only hood people do that shit. And we were like, it was a fucking Saturday. Nobody was actually it was a Sunday, maybe. Nah, it was a Saturday. But so we're just chilling right there, drinking, and um, we start heading into the concert. And I think I had three beers, and she had three or something like that. And so like we're heading into the concert, and as we walk in, uh, we head inside, and there's a Jim Bean uh, little tent. And they're they're uh, showing their three new flavors of Jim Beam. Jim Beam? Yeah, Jim Beam. I've never tried that. Oh, it's uh, like a whiskey, I think, or something. I can't get. I can't remember. Yeah, I've seen the bottle. But I was like, that. "Hey, free alcohol!" So at this point, I don't consider myself an alcoholic. I never have. Um, but in my depression, and looking back on it now, what I what I the pattern that I saw was like, "Yeah, I didn't drink every day." But when that fucking Friday came, bro, like I wanted to get lit. I wanted to fucking fucked up, you know? And so that was my problem that I would go and and like like n- like I wouldn't have a self-control on the weekends. Bro, that 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 um that pattern could have easily led to me doing it on a daily, you know what I'm saying? Like at some point. So whatever, like I I shoot down three uh three half shots cuz they were only serving half shots of these so I shoot down three half shots. She grabs her three, and she's like, you know what? I actually don't want them. And I was like, let me get them. So now I'm doing three full shots of Jim Bean within, like, a minute, you know? And That's ridiculous, bro. Redon- and three <laughs> fucking blue moons, bro. And I, so I head into the concert, and I'm having a blast. I'm dancing my ass off. It's broad daylight. It's the first band. Nobody's really fucking with them. They fuck with Paramore more, you know? And I'm dancing my ass. There's like, there's, like, ten other people dancing. <laughs> Everyone else is just sitting down. And I'm just fucking dancing. I'm going to fuck. And, uh... Um, yeah, like, like they end, right? And I go to the bathroom, I get a beer, I get another beer, and I, I come back to the seat, and I was like, you know what, actually, I don't want to be here anymore, I want to leave, I don't want to see Paramore. She's like, come on, we're already here, and I was like, no, nah, I don't even fucking like this band, what the fuck <laughs> am I doing here? Yeah, Paramore and, is pretty garbage, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I don't, I just know that Business the Misery song, and sadly enough, like, mm. everything went down during that jam, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, so so I'm like I, I five songs in I'm sitting down I never fucking stood up you know she's over here dancing next to me and I'm just like fuck I don't want to be here and I was like I gotta go pee and so I get up I go pee uh, I head to the ba- I head towards like the exit of the seating area and before I leave I was like fuck I don't got my ticket I had dropped it like at some point or something <laughs> and I was like fuck it you know I'm I'm lit bro and so I go up to the security guard and I'm like hey man like you mind if I fucking walk out? You know, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. I don't have my ticket on me. Like, he's like, oh, no, dude, you need a ticket to get back in. And I was like, come on, dude. The bathroom's right there. Like, you know, I'm going to be one minute. I'm just going to go take a piss. I'll be right back, dude. He's like, no, you need your ticket to get back in, dude. 
And I was like, dude, come on. What the hell's a big deal? Like, I'm going to be right there. It's going to be quick. Like, remember me? Like, I got a fucking beard. I'm ugly as fuck. Like, you know, he's <laughs> like, he's like, nah, man, you need a ticket to get back in. I was like, dude, if you really fucking cared about my <laughs> ticket, you would kick me out right now. You know, the drunk logic. Like, mm. I don't have my ticket on me. Kick me out. And then he's like, you still need your ticket to get back in. And I was like, <laughs> fuck you. I'm getting back in. And so I go to the bathroom. One minute later, I fucking come out. And I lock eyes with these fools. It was I, I was talking to one of them, but the other guy wasn't talking. And so I come out, and like they're like, oh, look, there he comes. I could see it in the faces, you know? And, bro, I started charging at them. Like, <laughs> fucking booking it, bro. <laughs> and I just started running at them. And I was like, I, I like knocked one fool out of the way. I ran, and this one I blacked out. I blacked out, and they told me that... Um, I had, like, two girls try to, like, stop me, like, you know, like, clothesline me in a sense, like, and I ran right through them, bro. I'm going full speed. These girls were, like, fucking small, you know? And so, like, I pushed them, I guess, too. Like, again, I didn't, like, physically go, like, fuck you, you know, and push you, you know? I, I just ran through them. Like, I was a moving object. Right, right, right. And so right. I run down the stairs. I started, like, kind of, like, um, what is it? Uh, what's that fucking word when you, like, side scaling on a mountain? I fucking no idea. Okay, whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, shimming. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, shimming, I, I was shimming, shimming through the through the seats, and the people's like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Five seats in, the fucking sec same security guard grabs me, bam, he yanks me, you know, and I turn around, I was like, oh shit, and then he's like, he's like, you don't fucking do that. He's screaming in my face, and I'm just looking at him like, I could fucking kick your ass right now. Fuck you, you know. <laughs> and bro, I hook my leg behind his leg, and I push the shit out of him. Dude, we were already at the fucking stairs. That's cold-blooded, bro. And this fool just tumbles what? down the stairs, dude. And I'm like, in slow motion, I'm like looking at him, like tumble down the stairs. I'm like, oh, shit. And I get sacked by some fucking security guard. Boom. <laughs> and I fall to the ground. And this fool's like, he got me in a chokehold. He's like, he's like, calm the fuck down. Calm the fuck down. And I and like I like I I went into like jujitsu mode because I used to like do yeah it's like a wrap around so I was just like I was doing this where like I started getting and I started like 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 releasing from his chokehold you know right right and then this fool like releases and just starts pouncing on my face boom 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 and I was just like I'm out you know like I was done <laughs> this fool was buff as fuck and so they dragged me to the uh, to the um, holding cell the concert area. And um, I was like, I was all fucked up, and it's <laughs> so funny. And like dude. the cops ask me questions, and like they leave to go ask the other guys questions. They come back, and they're like, "So, how many drinks have you had?" And I was like, "Ah, oh, man, I only had like three blue moons and like half a Firestone." And he's like, "Come on, dude, don't fucking lie to me. Like, how many drinks have you had?" And I was like, "That's it, bro. Like, blah blah blah." He didn't believe me. He gives me public intoxication and battery. That's what I get, you know. But how can you be publicly intoxicated? So in that's a what I fucking event? said, right? That's what I fucking in a said. Private property, like, how's that public? Thing? I don't know, bro. Uh, they sell the drinks at the fucking place. Like, what the fuck are they? I talking don't know how about? that fucking works, dude. But long story. I mean, with, with saying that, like, um, it was a good thing they gave it to me. Uh, maybe it is, but because I'm saying that because if I hadn't done that way, like, like they would have just got me for battery, you know. And so I did commit battery. That's what I did do. Bro, but, I've been charged with battery that I didn't commit. But, okay, but <laughs> I, I admitted to it in a uh, drunk state. At least you got a one and two in before they fucking yeah. gave you the charge. Well, not even, it was just a push, you know, like, and so, like, like he fucking, he gave me battery in public intoxication. I went to jail. I went to the drunk tank. 
spent like five hours in the drunk tank. I've never been I've never been in trouble like that, you know, like so and the whole time I'm thinking I'm like, I don't ever want to fucking be in this situation again, you know? And this is July. Uh my first court date was like October. My sentencing date or like was like not a sentencing date, but like another court date was like December. And I'm not gonna go into like what I dealt with the lawyers because that was some bullshit. But pretty much um I ended up getting in December sixteenth they they um told me like Okay, you're gonna do 30 days of AA and 16 classes of 16 weeks of anger anger management, which is one class one one day a week, and 16 16 classes. And, so, and you were in custody at this time? No, 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 no. no I, I wasn't in jail. No, you. I, so you were out on your own recognizance. Well, yeah, because it was a it was a bail under like five hundred dollars or something like that. So it was oh, it yeah. wasn't like you know I didn't fucking punch anybody. I didn't fucking. Dude, that sucks. I've gotten like a uh, fucking twenty thousand dollar bail. For not doing the thing, yeah, like, and... For not going yeah, to for, AA? For the same, no, for, uh, essentially, for assaulting a police officer, but I didn't actually commit the assault. Oh. So, imagine you get beat up by the cops, and then you get charged for assaulting the cops. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? That is fucked up. <laughs> you can just go, fuck some dude up in the alley, beat the shit out of him between, like, five dudes, put a black bag on a dude, cuff him. Take him to jail, beat him some more. Yeah. Right? And then, and still charge the dude with fucking. Oh, uh, he hit me with a water bottle. Uh, sorry to say, that's assault. Or he spit on me, or he scratched me. It's always like some fucking bullshit ass excuse, you know? Yeah. Always. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I was gonna. Play video about Kratom. So um, we were talking about that. So yeah, so like, uh, so pretty much I got my ass kicked, you know, like, uh, so I, I got all that shit happened to me, and so this is when like another moment in my life of like I have to change, you know. So January is when I started the AA. I went two times in January, once in February, but I had to go to anger management a huevo because all I had was sixteen weeks to complete sixteen weeks of anger management because it was once a week so i had to go to anger management like i will you know and so pretty much i was going to aa like i went once twice in january once in february and then march i didn't i didn't hardly i like the first week i didn't i hardly did anything and then i was like fuck dude like i got like 45 days to complete 30 days of aa like that gives me 15 free days you know and i was like fuck so i started going i went like 15 i went 12 times Bef- like by April 1st on April 2nd I'm I'm gonna take my roommate's uh, uh brother-in-law kind of like my sister's baby daddy or whatever cause he wanted to go to AA with me and so I, I take him with me and I, I lost the motherfucking paper where you sign in to AA bro <laughs> and I was like fuck what do I do like my stupid ass never fucking made a copy of it and all this shit cause this is what really like set me off you know and so like I said, in January, I had already started raw veganism. And uh, so I gave up alcohol that month, you know. And so, I'm, so like, I never felt like, like I said, I never felt like an alcoholic. And uh, during, those, during those last couple days, like, you know, those 15 days, I think I spoke up a couple times where, like, you know, people talk, you know, they tell their stories, bro. Have you been, you been to AA? I, I have been to AA, okay. actually, yeah. So, like, you know, they're telling their stories and, like, um, yeah, I've done all of it—the twelve steps, the whole thing. Oh, I, I've never—I didn't—I didn't even pra- try to practice the twelve steps. Like, 
Um, I did in a sense of like my my own way, you know, like. But um, the the reason why I left alcohol was because of health. It wasn't because I was sick in the head. I mean, I was, I am, I I was, or like I, whatever you want to say. But like, I wasn't like like how they kind of see it as like an emotional thing they turn to, you know, like how I I have my own vices, you know what I'm saying, and so like. Those were the things I turned into. So, like, when I was seeing these people, like, talk about alcohol, I was like, damn. Like, that's me with video games sometimes. Or that's me with, like, masturbation sometimes, you know, whatever the fucking case may be. And yeah, people don't think about that too often. Yeah. But that's, those are all vices, you know. Yeah. You have to try and master them. Yeah. Not let them master you. Exactly. You know? And so, I definitely had my fucking vices, you know. And so, um, so yeah. So, again, like, those 15 days, I lost a fucking paper. And now, like, it's April 2nd. I have... 28 days to complete 30 days of AA. So I fucking doubled down, bro. Like, there was days when I missed during April, but, like, days when I would go two or three times to classes, you know, to AA. I, I like, get out of work at, at 3.30, go to AA at 5, uh, stay in my car for an hour um, at 6, and then go back to the next class at 7, you know, and just to get those signatures. But being there, like, bro, like, I definitely, like, freaking... I freaking started to like it's like motivational speakers when you listen to motivational well, speakers you know like, well the 12 step program is like an actual like scientifically proven method like that's why they teach that at AA because right. it's been proven that it works you know what i mean right. so it's like it's it's something else it's like a psychological fix you know to but like like that, you will understand how, certain problems. How we said vices though, like a lot of like what I saw in AA was um, people who had like like difficult problems to like let go of drugs or or alcohol. Like, yeah, that's true. They yeah. they turn to to um they turn to um to pretty much like cigarettes like crazy. They turn to coffee. They turn to food. You know. But I'm a victim of. All of those things, yeah. all the time. Yeah. And so, and so, like it was just like, like man, like you know, like I, I, I think I spoke like a total of four times, and every time, all the, all the other times, I was just drawing, I was drawing. People would come and be like, "Hey, man, I see you. Like, what are you working on? Are you like writing stories down or what?" I was like, "No, I just draw." And they're like, "Oh, like how long have you been sober for?" And I'm like, "I'm not. Like, I'm high as fuck right now." And then like, then what are you doing here? And I was like, "Well, this is AA. This is not NA. You know, like, and I'm here." because of court you know and they're like oh well keep coming back you know it works <laughs> and i'm right. like and i during during april is when i had when i was doing like that whole month i was raw vegan too and then so like when people come in like how long you've been sober for and i was like well i'm sober because i want to work on my health you know and um honestly i've never felt like an alcoholic that's why when when i speak like i don't say hi my name is eloy and i'm an alcoholic like bro like they'll give you eyes they're like why the fuck this nigga didn't say like Yo, I'm an alcoholic, you know? Because, like, people were, like, man, this guy. And then sometimes I would talk. Like, it was funny because, like, people would, like, we'd read, like, from the book. And then, they'd be like, anybody want to touch on that? Yeah, so I really, I really, like, felt that because, you know, when I was drinking and blah, blah, blah. Like, and my, my dad did this to me and, like, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, my, when I would speak, it'd be like, um, yeah, you know, so I, I want to talk about, like, the root of why, you know, like, some people become vice to these things, you know, and it's like, like, there's traumas that they never dealt with, and so they, they try to drown with alcohol, and to this day, sometimes we don't deal with those things, and so we, we, we mask them with other things. Bro, you think this, I'm being woke. 
I'm like, so you think I'm 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 thinking outside of their program. So you think that alcohol is just a a, a sedative to a problem that's bigger than that? Oh fuck, bigger yeah, than the dude. addiction. Fuck yeah. So, and is that an emotional problem? Is it a what it could is be it, a spiritual emotional, problem? societal, spiritual, like you know, even health. You know, like so we're not gonna have no time to get to this, but like you know, I don't know if you know, but the gut is a second brain. Like the gut sends receptors to your brain to make it healthy, to 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 tell you like to make healthy decisions, you know, to to do things more aware, you know what I'm saying? So when you put trash into your body, you're putting trash into your body, and then your body is sending trash thoughts to your brain, and at some point your brain's like, "Fuck it, I'm taking over. We're just doing stupid shit from now on," and that's when it becomes hard, <laughs> unless, unless unless you're slapped with reality, which is like, and you can take uh, uh, quick shortcuts. You can just smoke crack here and there. Maybe if I can do a little bit of math, it'll get you right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. As quick as possible. <laughs> and so, yeah, so it's just like, bro, like, you know, I, I would say shit out of the ordinary. And so, but pretty much at the end of the day, it was like, when I finished, I, I was like, I'm never, I'll probably come back just to like see where some people are at or like, you know, maybe I do want to talk about something that I went through, you know, and maybe it didn't really resonate with them, but like, this is my, my point of view, you know, and like, so. Yeah, like I, 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 I never felt like I was an alcoholic until this day. I, I don't think I was. You know, I could have been. I could have easily been become one if, if like I didn't get my ass kicked that day. You know, or also if I didn't, um, or like maybe because you become more depressed after some bullshit like that happens to you. Like I'm not gonna say that after I came out of jail I was just like this angel. You know, no. I I started uh, how, drinking. More. How long were you in there for? In jail? Yeah, it was five hours. Oh, but I'm telling you, I didn't want. I never wanted to fucking be there again, bro. Like that was enough for me to be like, "Fuck this." You know, it's you know? crazy. I'll tell you something. <laughs> probably most people don't know, but actually, I was uh, caught up with several different things at the same time, and they were all basically the same thing. So, it was eventually they wrote a warrant out for my arrest, and I actually went in for two months. Yeah, I remember you telling yeah, me you and, in jail. Uh, yeah, and then. It was like a fucking weird experience to say the least, you know, like, yeah, it's like everything you're telling me you experience, like they have it all in there too. You can, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you can actually take AA, which something that I did was take AA and anger management inside of jail yeah, for mm-hmm. 30 days. So when I got out, I was already done. But you know, you know who, who really perseveres in AA? People who become emotionally intelligent. Yeah, see, I consider myself not emotional, but emotionally receptive. Like, when people around me act a certain way and talk a certain way, do things a certain way, I can immediately see it. I can see right through it, too, if in case it's fake, you know? So, like, I have, like, not paranoia, but, like, a hyper-aware sense of, like, my surroundings, you know? And everyone that's near me, I know, and I'm trying to calculate all their intentions and everything they're doing all at the same time, you know? So, like, yeah. and no one's off the hook. Like, that's just something that you just do. It's like it's like a self-defense mechanism, you know? Mm-hmm. It just kicks on and you just, that you, you try your best to make things not dangerous, right? Right. So, like, from learning that, I learned a lot of, about the way that people are, you know? Like, yeah. it's just, and then once you go to jail, like, if you've ever been in there, you'll see kind of, like, also, like, patterns yeah i didn't go to jail i was in drunk tank so yeah. it's like it's not but, the same but. but even if you're in there for one day you'll see it like the way they segregate everybody they mm-hmm. put the blacks in the black tank they put 
Mexicans in the like it's like a really strange philosophy in there. It's a fucking trippy dude. Like, like so I wouldn't recommend it. Don't ever go there. <laughs> I mean, maybe one day, maybe one day I'll be there for standing for something that I believe in. You know, but nothing, yeah. not for nothing stupid. Not yeah, for yeah. You don't want it. You want it to be because you didn't expect it. You know, yeah. you don't want it to be because you knew it was coming. Yeah. You know? So, so yeah. At the end of the day, like you know, all these experiences pretty much led to me healing myself physically and mentally and spiritually and so that's good to know bro that like dude like a lot of shit happened had to happen to me you know and so now when i preach about like shit like you know what i'm telling like the most recent thing that happened on instagram was that i I posted some shit about like period cramps and how i I just put like y'all know what y'all gotta do if y'all want to stop suffering so much but keep doing that bad that shit that's bad for you and so like a lot of women like follow me you know a lot of my friends or girls and they're just like shut the fuck up you don't know what the fuck you're talking about like <laughs> you know like 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 and then so like none of them heard the, none of them read the message they all they all looked into how i said it and i was being condescending i can apologize for that but i what i pretty much was saying like 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 that you're not gonna get rid of cramps you're not gonna get rid of your period but it will help you alleviate you know and um because Again, it's trash that you're putting your body in, bro. Like, I've I've gone down this hole of like health, and there's still a lot more to learn. But I know what's good for people now. Like, and yeah, at this at can, this point, like like we said, like oh, you can like, take it as far as you want. People want to make the case of like some guy who was eating all raw, I mean, all meats, you know, or like there's even carnivores now and shit like that. And they think there's they're carnivores, but they're really not. Cause, but anyway, so like anyone. Like, people are coming up with all these, like, diets, but, like, honestly, like, bro, like, in the society we live in right now, like, as long as we live in society, like, we were talking about earlier, like, man, plant-based diet is, like, the way to go because we're so many people in the city. And, like you said, if, like, people move out to the forest and shit like that, like, yeah, they'll they'll, they'll start, like, creating things out there, but, bro, like... It's it's not needed anymore. Like, just imagine everybody in the fucking in in all of LA just turn their gardens into fucking like little mini farms. Bro, you know how wasteful it is to fucking grow bullshit ass grass. The shit doesn't do anything. It consumes a fucking grip of water, you know, and nutrients from the soils, and it doesn't do anything. Like maybe some animals can graze on it here and there, but. You can easily grow a farm. Yeah. You can have, like, even here in my house, in my backyard, I have plenty of vegetables growing in the back, you know? That's how easy it is. You just fucking plant that shit and it's good to go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, this is probably the next thing I'm going to start doing because I, I, I'm not doing that. My roommates are actually kind of growing plants and stuff like that, but that's going to be my next goal is to, like, start growing my own stuff because I've never done that. I, I grew some stuff, some other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, and uh but like like this is probably gonna be easier and it's gonna be more for my health you know like make sure that you know i uh, thought about growing some weed back here too and what do you think about that yeah that's pretty good you know you could juice the leaves of weed there's a fucking Dude, video let's uh what? uh what i've been trying do you, you know someone that sells clones i need I me a clone as yeah. far as like dealing with people and weed and uh, well yeah we'll figure that out at a later time but yeah i think it's it's time to go i mean right on let's call this one a go what are we going to call this one? Eloy tries ayahuasca. Eloy tries ayahuasca. <laughs> is it a miracle drug? 